Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. I, uh, I just posted a video of one of the things I'm adding to my Christmas wish list, holiday wish list there at WRQK.com. Air Hogs, which uh, if, if you're a toy person, you'll know they make like... Um, like little mini flying drones and that kind of thing. And they've created the Star Wars Death Star Assault. You get a Death Star kind of floats in the air and then you get an X-Wing that you fly around and like have to shoot at and try to like hit the shot from the movie. It's awesome. Nerds. Yeah, a little bit. Nerds. A little bit. I don't care. Nerds. I want Nerds. it. Nerds. Nerds. I want it. I don't care. I want it. Video for that online. WRQK.com. If you haven't seen it yet, you're going to want one too. If you're a Star Wars person like me, you're going to want one. Pretty awesome. Check it out. WRQK.com. We have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game. Uh, we should remind you that November 18th is the 7 p.m. tip-off. They're going to play the Grand Rapids Drive. That's the Detroit Pistons affiliate. Dollar Dog Night Friday night at the Canton Civic Center for the Charge game. Cannot beat that. Fans going through the door, you get a Cavs mini championship banner as well. A little, uh, little keepsake there. Celebrating the... Cavs Championship. Tickets start just 8 bucks. You can pick those up at the Civic Center or at CantonCharge.com. But like I said, we have a four-pack of tickets. We're going to give you those here shortly. Smart business right there. Yeah. yeah. Fantone, uh, one of the newer in uh, arena announcers for the Canton Charge. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome your 2016 Canton Charge! So you'll see the tall guy out on the court before passing out the t-shirts and the like. That's uh, that's going to be like, you know, your new role. Yeah, that was like... That was, that t-shirt felt, dude. That felt good. You can't get out of the t-shirt business. Radio, in arena, uh, you know, host announcer, you can't get out of the t-shirt business, kid. Yeah, I don't get paid much, but I have a very impressive collection of t-shirts. T-shirts. Yeah, filling up Planet Aid boxes everywhere. Just yep. free, t- yep. free T-shirts. Okay, um, these Trump protests are getting kind of out of hand. We saw a pregnant woman get attacked the other day. People are being pulled out of cars, and it's happening on both sides. This, that pregnant woman story. There's there's a couple of questions that have been brought up in there. Okay, and, I mean, yes, she, she certainly got her car bashed open. Like, yeah, there's no that's not good. That, right? I don't care if you're pregnant or not. That's not good. Don't do that. And I'm not condemning one side or the other here. I, I, it's both sides that are doing this stuff. It's both sides that are uh, that that have been violent. It's both sides that are you know in the streets taking over. But I told you from the beginning, there's going to be hypocrisy in this, and that people aren't as strongly convicted as they want you to believe that they are, and that they're not really fighting for their beliefs. They're fighting for attention. Now, having said all of that. Are there going to be people who are strongly convicted, you know, uh, in, in, in strongly believed out there protesting? Yes, of course there are. Of course they are. But those people will be drowned out by the people who are out there who just love madness. And I now have numbers to prove this. As a bunch of people were arrested in Portland, Oregon for protesting. Now, those of you that have never been to Oregon... It works like this. They have one progressive city known as Portland. The rest of it is the deep south. The rest of that state is the deep redneck ass south. It's just the way it is. I live there. You're not going to convince me otherwise. I live there. I know. Right? Portland's very, very progressive. They protest in Portland, Oregon over everything. So when I heard about Trump being the president-elect, I knew Portland was going to go crazy. I knew it. They protest over everything out there. Okay? But people are in the street, and it's been so bad that hundreds and hundreds of people have been arrested. So somebody took the time to figure out, since these people are so strongly rooted in their convictions, to check the voting record of the people arrested. It turns out 
that about 60% of people out there protesting did not vote in the election. So I guess I'm going to ask the question that if you don't care enough to vote, why do you get to care enough to disrupt an entire city? Um, well, to disrupt an entire city, I don't know if I can necessarily give you an answer for, but I don't know if it's necessarily fair to say just because you don't vote that you can't be involved in the political process. And, I, yeah, I do. And, and, and by that, I mean, if you feel so disenfranchised and you don't feel that the government is a representation of you at all, if you feel like that the media has, has rigged things, if you feel like your votes aren't being counted, I can understand why you feel, number one, that you feel like you need to be against that. And number two, why you wouldn't be involved in the voting process. I get that. I understand being disheartened by the voting process, but you don't get to abandon the entire system and then start fires in streets and have me take you seriously. Oh, of course, fires in streets. Uh, yes, if you're committing violence, then I'm going to agree if with you. If you're even walking in the freeway and making it impossible for people to go someplace, I'm sorry, dude, if you don't take part in the process, I don't care what your opinion is. It's like this football player from Tampa Bay that sat down during the national anthem. Surprise! And then, whoa, wait, I didn't vote. Whoa, no. Dude, you live in a swing state. You live in Florida. Vote that mattered. And you didn't take part. You're a goof. And, of course, now you know what happened now? Well, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to stay on next week. Of course, because Tampa rose up and said, dude, what are you out of your mind? This is Florida, bro. If you're the kind of person who believes that, you know, that that there is no fairness in voting, that that, uh, that it's a rigged system, and let's be real, there were plenty of people ringing that bell that this system is is rigged, I understand why you can be pissed at the system and not participate. You will never change anything unless you change it from the inside. Decisions are made by those who show up. Show up on voting day. Show up. Show up on election day. Decisions are made by those who show up. Nothing would have changed if those people all would have voted. I mean, Oregon went blue, and it's not like their votes would have counted for anything other than that, right? I mean, overall, it did. I mean, it ended up going that way, which I was surprised about. Because again, you get outside of Portland, and that state is the deep, deep South. That's just the way it feels everywhere you go there. So, it, I mean, I was out there over the summer. There were Trump signs everywhere in that state. I mean, you couldn't turn your head without seeing Trump signs. People who say my vote doesn't matter and it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, I'm one of the guys who tells you your vote doesn't really matter. You don't really pick the president. And But what I love now is that now on the other side, there's this whole, well, we're going to abolish the Electoral College. And again, if Hillary Clinton would have won... And Trump's people were out there talking about abolishing the Electoral College. They would be called un-American. I 100% think that the Electoral College should be changed, but it's not going to change what has already happened. The rules were what they were when the game was played and Hillary Clinton lost. I still think there should be a movement to get rid of the Electoral College. I would it, I would be open to examining it. I just think it's hilarious that that it that it's now we must look into it because the left didn't win. The left didn't win, so it's like, well, now we got to really look at it. If this was the other way, you'd be calling those people awful names. You'd be out there in the street going, that's un-American. Accept it. Trump lost. It isn't rigged. This is the way it is. This is better because everybody gets represented this way. That's what you'd be saying. But because you didn't get your way, you sissy, and you've been raised to believe that you should always get your way or you're being held down... You want to cry, and we got to re-examine our entire democracy over it. When was the last time that a Republican didn't win popular vote? But but that was or, Bush, right? No, I, Bush. That's how Bush won. won. Was, it, was, yeah, was he won the electoral, electoral lost the popular, lost popular, right? Right. 
So you're asking me when the last time a Democrat won the electoral and didn't win the popular? Correct. I don't know when that was. And I mean, like... Do you know? Do you know the answer? I, I do not know off the top of my head, but it just... In the last five elections, the popular vote has been in, twice been usurped by the Electoral College. I think there's at least a reason to be like, all right, in the past 20 years, two of our presidents didn't win the most votes. I, I think that's it, it, it's got to show that Dude, in the last 200 years, I'm, I, I bet that that's more likely the case. It's the way it's always been. Now, should we examine it? OK, maybe, maybe we're an evolutionary species. We continue to grow. Things continue to change. We have to examine. I'm for examination. I'm for examination. Okay? So if we find a way, but what I don't want is, and this is what this country will do. This is exactly what this country will do. We're going to do a popular vote. Hit like. That's what it'll be. We're going to leave this up to Zuckerberg, you douchebags. That's why I feel like the Electoral College, you know what, leave it alone. Because I don't want this in Zuckerberg's hands. And that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll, We'll pay one of these social networking sites to handle it. It'll be rigged from one side on the end because all those guys, all those CEOs at all these, you know, you know, tech companies, they all have an agenda, too. And that's what will happen. That's what we'll do. We'll have the American Idol presidency. That's what we'll that's what we will do. We'll screw up going to popular vote. You know, we will. You know, we will screw that up. It's what America does. Takes great ideas and almost gets them right. That's who we are. I'm being credited, uh, you know, one woman is saying decisions are made by those who show up. That's the most profound thing you've ever said. Should be pointed out that that is a quote. Sorry, I should have put an Abraham Lincoln picture next to it. It was a that was a great thinker that once upon a time said that I'm forgetting who it is at the moment. I apologize. But my father used to scream that to me all the time growing up. Daniel, decisions are made by those who show up. You want to change things? Show up. You're unhappy with the way the world is? Make the difference. You're not going to make it by blocking traffic, though. You know how I know? It's been a week. What's different? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's different. Get back in your goddamn house. Let people go to work. Gear up. Take the next four years and win. And win. What? Nothing. No, I mean, dude, if you have some... No, no, I mean, you're right. In the past week, nothing has changed. Uh, Obviously, in the past, things have been changed due to protests. They have. I mean, you could have said the same thing about 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 during the civil rights movement of get out of get get off that bus, let people go to work, get out of those those lunch counters, and let people go to work. I think there's a very big difference in protesting because you're not being treated fairly versus I don't like who won the election. Those are different things. Injustice is injustice and it should be handled. I don't Although dude, I'm all I ever hear about is how racism is any better in this country. So did the protest work or not? I mean it's so amazing to me how that conversation gets changed. Well, it's so much better cuz we protested. Well, wait, black people still aren't treated fairly. Well, then wait, what the hell? I think both things can be true. Things are certainly better than they were in the 1960s when it when it comes to race relations. I would agree. I would agree with that. There are times for this stuff, but like I told you about these high school kids, you think those high school kids actually care what they're out there protesting for? They don't. There's a handful of them that do, and they're to be respected and they're to be commended. But most of them are just juniors who want to smoke weed in the streets and go kick things over and do all of this stuff. You know, I know because I was 17 once, and that's how being 17 works. You think you know everything. You think you believe strongly. Ironically, most of those kids out there in the street right now in high school, when they're my age, would vote for a guy like Donald Trump. 
Your politics change as you age. The, the theory has long been, you're a Democrat in your 20s, you're a Republican in your 40s. That has long been the system. It's just the way it is. So all these people who think they're pissed about something are eventually going to be on this side of it when they age. A lot of them will be. These people don't believe in any of this stuff. And we've seen evidence and evidence and evidence piling up of people paying professional protesters to hit the street. Now look, do I believe there are real protesters out there? For sure I do. For sure I do. But if you don't believe that some of those thousands of people in all these states are being paid to do that, you're crazy. Of course somebody rich is going to pay that to make it look like there's more outrage than there really is. Of course somebody's going to do that because they want to win the narrative. You don't think a guy like George Soros is going to pay for stuff like that? Of course. Of course. Is it as many as you're being told? I don't know. And of course, are there real protesters sprinkled in there? Of course there is. For sure there is. But some people are being are on somebody's payroll to be out there. For sure they are. I just I know how the world works, and you 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 could never get me you could never get me off that ever. I know how the world works. Hey, I don't have a job. Hey, I'll pay you a thousand dollars next week to go stand out there and pretend you're pissed at Trump. Deal. For sure that's happening, dude. For sure it is. You're not going to change it. He won. It's over. You want to change it? Gear up. Spend the next four years finding the right candidate. Push them to the forefront instead of thinking you know better and railroading one of your own to push somebody to the forefront. Don't do it that way next time and win. If it's so goddamn important, then do it and win. If it's that important, win. Don't cry. Bunch of babies. We have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game Friday night. We'll get choked up at those as we close out the program next on Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. This morning at 8 a.m., you're getting hooked up with $1,000. We're doing it again for you at 9 a.m. with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. You get keywords at 8 and 9 o'clock this morning. You text them in. You win money for your holiday. We're also going to get you hooked up with Pop Evil tickets around 6.45 this morning. Going to do those early. And then, as I'm joined every weekday morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone, who is just a little bit of a WWE fan. Fanatic, even. Today, 7.30, you're getting third-row seats to the WWE at the Canton Civic Center January the 22nd, early part of 2017, as, yes... The road to WrestleMania rolls through Canton. Yes, it does. Canton, Ohio. I love <laughs> Jesus it, baby. Christ. How are you this morning? I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. I'm excited for the uh, for the broadcast today. I feel like we is have that, a good. Is that right? I feel like we have a good one in us. Sometimes I feel good. Sometimes I feel bad. And today's one of the days. I'm like, ah, I think we got this. Oh, I like the optimism. I need it today because I honestly, I woke up with a complete like. I, I'm happy to be here, ready to go. Right. Did the show? You prepped the show yesterday, right. so we're good there. We're good on all fronts, and yet I—I I don't know. I have I well I, I I well I think I have performance anxiety. Stansberry pulling a Stansberry. <laughs> He's a little bit in his own head here. Okay, it's him, dude. I'm in turtle shell mode. Okay, I can't get it out. Okay, any reason why? Anything no. on the mind? None. Anything that you want to lie down on the couch? No, none. Honestly, I uh, I, I have been struggling. And everybody knows I've been struggling. At, you know, I seem to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with the golf game. And so yesterday, I went back out to the Pines, and my buddy, who I who I took some lessons from about two years ago, said to me, he goes, you realize everybody I know listens to you, right? I said, okay. 
He goes, they all know I'm the one that gives you golf lessons. Okay. I said, okay. I said, but yeah, but you haven't done that in a while. I was like, you know, you haven't really given me a lesson in a while. He's like, yeah. He's like, but the problem is you're on the radio telling everybody how you can't golf. Ah. He's like, dude, all my buddies call me all day and harass me and go, dude, y- dude, you played professional golf. You can't figure out, you can't tell this kid how to hit a hybrid. What the hell's the matter with you? Yeah. You, you often don't think about the, uh, the, the repercussions of the things that you're saying. Never. When you're never out do there, I do that. When, you, when you're out there saying, dude, I can't golf. It's in my head. I'm awful. I'm terrible. I'm the worst, so and that doesn't that doesn't shine a very nice, good no, light on him. No, it shines a bad light on him. So yeah. he's like, dude, get some range balls. Let's go out there. Okay. So I go out there and I set up to hit the ball, and he's like, well, yeah, you're never going to be able to hit it like that. And I was like, what? He's like, why? He's like, so he said to me yesterday, Fantone, he goes, Stansberry, he goes, until you realize that I will always know more about golf than you, you're never going to get any better in this. He's like, you try to take these things that I show you and make it fit you versus trying to make you fit it. Sounds deep. Yeah. I don't even know if I get that. (laughs) He's like, you have to not, he's like, you keep falling back on these bad habits, on these, on these things that he's like, your problem, and he's right about this, is that I learn how to do something improperly, but then learn how to do that well. Yeah. Like, he's like, you hit a ball the wrong way better than anybody I've ever seen in my entire life. So I understand why you struggle to let that go. He's like, but you have to. It's, so, it's probably like when you learn to drive on a crappy car that like pulls to the right, and it's right. always veering to the right, right. so you learn how to kind of holding it like, to the left there a little. And then yeah. you get a car that had a front end alignment, and you're like, holy crap, am I, why am I in a ditch? Same exact thing in the sense that 90% of my problem had been alignment. And so we kind of got back into it a little bit. He showed me a couple of things. I went out and played nine holes after that, played really well, walked back in the clubhouse. I was like, dude, you might know what you're talking about. You might be on to something here. Well, you know, I, I think you can probably apply this to a lot of things where you talk to somebody who knows something and that somebody could be a doctor or like a dietitian or like a, a, a some sort of a, a person who's above you in your, your place of business right. or in your career. And you hear them say these things and you're like, yeah, dude, that sounds awesome. You know what? I should start applying this to my life. And you do it once and you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I've done this. I know I, this. I did the thing the white coat told me once. Yeah. I, I'm going to live to be 100. Yeah, dude, stop smoking cigarettes. All right, I did that for about an hour. And you're like, dude, give me a new port. So that's kind of how I spent my afternoon yesterday. Okay. And, uh, and, of course, I love that. It's, it's like my favorite thing to do out there, especially when the weather was nice. The weather was beautiful. And that's honestly one of the reasons why I wanted to start talking about this. Okay. Because this weekend's supposed to snow, okay. right? It's supposed to be really nice. On Friday, I hear 70. Sunday, I'm hearing snow that could stick around. This is what Holly Strano was telling me. Well, like, I mean, this has to be evidence of something. We're in the middle of November and it's like 70 degrees. Isn't that isn't that a bit of a head scratcher over the past week? I've just been like, what the hell is going on? I'm sure if we went back and looked at the farmer's almanac, we could find a November with some warm days like that in there. But I don't think it's common. I think it look, I believe and I don't know what we're calling it right now. I I, I don't know what Republicans feel comfortable calling it. Is is it climate change now? Is is it is it global warming? And, you know, somebody's going to be like, that's not the Republican. It's the Democrats. No, the Democrats constantly have to change the name of it so you people start to realize that it's science and not just somebody going, well, you know, somebody held a big lighter to a tree and so the world's going to come into an end. No, dude, the planet's getting hotter. I don't I don't know how. To, I, I, look, the, the science is out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go find it for yourself. I believe in that. Okay. I'm a strong believer that, yes, there's no way you took seven billion S bags, put them on one place, and we didn't negatively affect that planet. There's no way. So climate change not created by the Chinese and a way to scam Americans out of production. 
Well, maybe a little. <laughs> I mean, no. I uh, I believe. Okay. I believe in it. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm. I have wrapped my arms around that. Smart people have told me it's real. I'm choosing to believe those smart people. Okay. So yes, I think we may be seeing signs of that. But one of the things that's really annoying about this time of year, and it seems to be really in places like this, like Ohio and you know Illinois, where you really in in Michigan, where you get hit with like hard winter. Okay. All right. Where. Everybody, I now want to leave the internet, not because of Trump, not because of Hillary, not because of the protests. I want to leave because of you effing weather people. Oh my God. Friday 70, Sunday snow, Ohio. Right. (laughs) Right. Where the hell have you been living? Where have you been living? Where have you been the last 35 effing years where it's like, dude, this is what Ohio does. It's the most bipolar weather state on the goddamn map. And every year you get shocked by it. And now it's like, oh, my God, my dashboard says it's 13 out. Like, right of course, yes. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with you. Number one, because we have the most bipolar weather in in the world. Number two, I have the most bipolar coworker in the world. No, I'm doing good. Sure, no, sure. The weather, dude. Don't you dare agree with me. <laughs> right, you do. You're right. You do. But 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 um, I, I, certainly uh, you know. And by the time you've seen it the tenth time, the twentieth time, the hundredth time, it's exhausting. It's like the Joe Biden memes, where the first one you saw, you might have laughed at, like the Harambe joke. The first one you saw, you might have been like, ha ha. But by the time you post your weather your weather's hot take when you post your weather you know picture or whatever i mean we've seen it we've seen snow we've seen crappy you know weather turn into good weather turn into crappy weather so you you don't necessarily need to draw attention to it i will say though it is somewhat talk worthy just because of how different it is how different it all feels to me when it's 70 degrees in november i feel like that's that's like dude what well i'm by no means an expert on what's talk worthy i <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. I will definitely give you that. And I understand that, that people are going to take to their social networks to complain about things. I do it all the time. I'm probably one of the biggest offenders. Am I probably going to post a snow picture on Sunday? Probably. Probably. But I can tell you it's one of those things that just annoys the living hell out of me because, again, much like do Christmas is at the same time every effing year. If you don't have money aside for Christmas to do your holiday shopping, it's because you didn't prepare. They don't move Christmas around the board. Winter comes around the same time every year. You know it's coming. So if you weren't gearing up for it or if you weren't prepared for it, I mean, nobody wants to see it. Like, look, I'm a golfer. We like being outside. That's the only way that game can be enjoyed is outside. So I, of course, am mourning summer. I'm like, I'm inside, I'm crying about it. But these posts... And these, uh, it's just, dude, not, dude. First of all, it's not even here yet. Did you see the one where it was showing a picture of like two years ago, and there was like, you know, three inches of snow and thirty-five degrees or whatever, and then it showed like this year, and it was, Ohio, like, and uh, they're out there, dude. They're they're out there, and they're not going anywhere. Uh-huh. You might you might want to get off social media. This might not be the thing for you. Somebody said to me the other day. That their advice for me now, I need a Facebook account because we have a show account, we have a yeah. radio station account, yeah. we got to post things to that, right? Somebody said to me the other day that their advice to me would be, if you have like a business account, like a show account for Facebook, you there's a separate app you use for that. It's not just like the regular Facebook app, right? right? So somebody said to me, why don't you just delete the standard Facebook app off of your phone? Just do that. Just get rid of it off your phone. You'll still and have the account. You'll have the account. You'll be able to post things versus the Pages app. And you'll be able to do a lot of that. And I said, and I said, I can't believe this, 
But you know what? When I found out the election was decided on Facebook, I, I, I shouldn't be embarrassed to admit this, but a lot of what gets talked about on this program is sourced from Facebook timelines. I look and see people who I trust, people who I know, people who listen to the program a lot, and if I see the same article over and over and over again being passed around by multiple different people, okay, that's on people's minds. This is what they want to talk about. This is what they want to hear about. Let's try to get that into the program tomorrow. Yeah, definitely an indicator of public interest. It's not the only thing, but I'll definitely use it to gauge what people are speaking of. Yeah, I, th- I don't think you can deny it, and to deny it, you're, you're, you're losing a resource. Putting your head in the sand. Yeah, I mean, you're, 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 you're taking a tool out of your box and kind of throwing it away so i don't want to do that for our jobs it is hard to step away from social media but i i I think maybe i don't know maybe you should dude i want to be done i don't i don't want you to be done though i don't want your heart to blow up man no i i like i i woke up and it was like one of the first things i saw this morning i was like oh my god do you mean to tell me it's gonna get cold in november in ohio just wait until they start posting those dashboard thermometer Mm. pics you're gonna lose your you're gonna gonna have a stroke guys like me at the traffic light want to open the door and smack your head into (laughs) Like, that's the kind of road rage I want. Although, I I don't know if you saw this, like one of the local news stations, I can't remember which one, the other night did like a in-depth road rage, don't do it, people are dying, like the the ultimate like road rage freakouts. Um, no, I did not see that, and I'm surprised I didn't, considering that you were probably number three, two, and one on it. I, uh, I, I, and I do, I have the road rage, I do. And when I saw that, I was like, Bro, that's how your life's going to end. Like, you can't continue to live like this. Was this people, like, road raging out, getting out of the car, Cars, getting shot? Swinging bats, pulling guns, Jeez, all kind of stuff. Geez. All kind of stuff. I thought it was going to be people having, like, an aneurysm, people's heart blowing up on them because they're screaming so much. And I think this will happen to me. There is something, and I think this is not just me. That I, I'm sure this is a lot of you out there, right? But when I see something or when somebody upsets me on the road, it's impossible for me not to speed up then by you. Turn to the right and look at you with that face that speaks, you, sir, are an idiot. And I know because I'm the decider of who's an idiot. Because I'm not looking at the road. I'm looking at you with judgmental eyes. Burr, boom, it runs into somebody. Well, that hasn't happened yet. Be careful. You got to leave it open to the possibility, I Be suppose. careful. How are you? How uh, are things with you? I can't complain, dude. I don't think there's anything to complain about in my life right now. Um, life's good. Uh, girlfriend's good. Cats are good. Everything's, uh, everything's good for the tall guy. Okay. Well, those of you that don't know, Fantone is one of the new in-house arena announcers for the Canton Charge at the Canton Civic Center. Indeed I am. We have a four-pack of tickets for the Charge today. We'll pass those out a little later, uh, probably towards the end of the 9 o'clock hour. But the Charge is doing something really awesome. Friday, November the 18th, game tips off around 7 p.m. It's uh, the Canton Charge versus Grand Rapids, the drive there. That's like the Detroit affiliate for them. Dollar Dog Night at the Civic Center, which is amazing. All uh, fans will get a Cavs mini championship banner, which I do for basketball fans. I'm sure you want one of those. I'm sure you're going to try to swing by and get that. Tickets for the charge game Friday night start at just $8. You can get them at the Civic Center directly or online at CantonCharge.com. Dot com. Hashtag charge up. Dude. Hashtag charge up. Exciting times right there. Yeah, very good. Uh, we're both big charge fans. We're both excited about that season underway. Like I said, Fantone, one of the new in-house arena announcers for the charge. So we'll get you hooked up with those tickets around 940 this morning. But again, 8 and 9, you're getting $1,000. 730, third row tickets for the WWE. Pop Evil tickets at 645. And I got great news for your cell phone next on the Sandsbury. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. 
Take a look over there. Before you go cheat on your better half, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. A, a woman got caught in a way she never thought possible. She pulls out of the driveway of her house. And the man, her husband, put a, a drone in the air and followed her car. Caught her, like, I think it was like three blocks away. Like another dude getting in the car. Things looking all shady. He had been suspicious. Videos online for you. WRQK.com. It's awesome. I've never, I mean, I guess I should have thought about this, but like, I mean, we're in the stalking territory right there, right? You can't be following people with drones, even if it's your wife. Right? Well, unfortunately, the way I believe the way the law works, and again, don't go do something today and be like, well, Stansbury said, like, don't do that. But I believe the way the law works, right? Like, you're not stalking until somebody tells you that you are, right? And like, until the cops are like, yo, you can't do that. Like, technically, I don't think you should follow your wife around, right? I, I think it's ill-advised, but technically, under the letter of the law, I don't think he was doing anything he shouldn't have been doing. I don't know. By dude. flying the drone by her. I don't know. Now, I feel, I feel like that's got to be something. We've said to people a thousand times that if you feel like somebody's cheating on you, unless you're just, like, a negative person who th- thinks nothing good can happen to you, but if you're, like, normally, if you're, like, a normal regular happy person and you assume somebody's cheating on you they probably are normally your gut's pretty good mine very good leads me to all kind of great decisions nutella on hamburgers all kind of stuff (laughs) um i don't know i think a lot of people do get paranoid and once they get that little seedling of a thought in their head it just grows and and festers and and if you're a jealous person i would say so but i think there are a lot of people who are like you know what i don't think my girlfriend's on the up and up and then they go looking through things for their phone and sure enough they find evidence of it the theory's always been that if you go looking for evidence it's because you know it's there um, yeah, I, I definitely think in a lot of instances, I also think that there's plenty of guys in, 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 in out there particularly who, well, people are definitely out there who will torpedo relationships and like ruin their own happiness. Yes, if that's true. If too. you're a jealous kind of person, I feel like it's unlikely that you identify that within yourself. You're like, no, I'm not a jealous person. No, of course I'm not. I don't think people recognize that behavior within themselves. They I, think, all right. I know people who would, who will admit to me that they are jealous type people, but I wonder if at first. If that assessment didn't come from the outside, and they probably even and they've made, been made to realize it, even even if they have, I, they probably don't interject it into moments where they're like, "Dude, in check, the moment, check I'm jealous." I sh- right, right, and they don't they don't do that. No, yes, nobody nobody self edits their tests properly. It's a, it's a strong emotion. The jealousy is, and we're all capable of it. You know what I mean? Even even I like I'm not a jealous person, but there are certainly moments in my life where I have been, and I think that's I think everyone's capable of it. So don't drone your wife, dude. Don't follow your wife. I don't know, drone. man. I say no. This video ended up being the right thing. This guy's going to end up getting out of this marriage. He shouldn't have been in, which is good. That's him moving forward. All right. Follow your wife around with a drone. I uh, <laughs> do dude, the drones, man. I it, That's the next thing. That's the next war. Like the next like fight we have to have as a people of like, yo, man, I'm just walking down the street. That thing shouldn't be following me. You're in public place. It's yeah, like taking it's a picture. Get tough. It's, it's it's like taking a picture of having a video camera outside of your store. If you're walking down a public street, right. you're not entitled to. I think to they say privacy. it's like it's like 110 cameras a day or something. That yeah. You know. So I I agree that there's a little bit of like I don't want it happening to me, but to think that it won't, it's naive. You know, it's going to for sure. So we were, you know, before the break, we were talking about, you know, how people get a little annoying with the Internet and how people are like, oh, my God, it's going to snow on Sunday and the snow's going to be here forever. And oh, my God. And then so th- this guy sent me a meme and he's so right. He goes, 
I'll never understand why people try to show me something on the internet. Anytime somebody tries to show me anything on the internet, my initial reaction is, yeah, I've seen it. And I think that's true of all of us. We all go to the bathroom. We all have a cell phone. Dude, anything you show me on the internet. Here's, dude, here's who I am as a person. If you go to show me something, dude, have you seen this on the internet? One of two things is going to happen. Either A, I have seen it, or B, I don't want to see it, and I tell you I have seen it, so you stop showing it to me. Like, if you show me a meme and go, have you seen this? Yes, of course. Of course I've seen it. I go to the bathroom, too. You know what I mean? Like that, and then what normally ends up, oh, yeah, 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 I saw that, and then I have the like the wrong like assessment. I'm like, yeah, that was pretty funny. Funny? A guy got his head cut off. And then I'm always like, oh, yeah, 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 that was kind of messed up. I thought you were talking about the other video. Like, that's what I do. Like, I just will lie myself through those personal situations so I don't have to look at some stupid thing on your phone. Especially when it's on that busted-ass Obama phone. Like, when somebody pulls it out and is like, dude, have you seen this? And I'm like, yeah, and I also see all the crap that's on your cell phone. Wipe that thing off every now and right. then, bro. Like, right. don't don't put that so close to my face. But I, and, and here's the other thing about me. You're never, and I mean never, going to show me a meme and hear me laugh out loud. <laughs> that will never happen. Never happen. It just can't happen. And so, dude, it won't. No, it won't. So don't don't do that. Brett tweets in and says, "Please tell me you're joking about Nutella on hamburgers." Well, here's the thing, Brett. I have never done it, but McDonald's in Italy has yeah. just released that, and if it's a smashing success, going to come over to the shores of the United States. Um, I wonder why they decide to go Italy with that. I mean, I don't know. Is if Nutella like a special Italy? thing there? I, I don't. I, I don't know. know. I, and I would think that, like, hey, we're putting sweets and and burgers together. Let's try that out in America first. That feels like a much more like, dude. You know where we should test this? Canton, Ohio. No, when we talked about it the other day, I said I think where they got this idea is, and you've seen like bars have done this other like you know fancy hamburger places, and like you know where it's like that's a hamburger why am i paying 15 dollars for it like a lot of places will do that it's they have i've had a million burgers with peanut butter on it so like i understand that the texture and like the the idea and all that so i've had a hamburger with peanut butter on it so i i would try one with nutella on it uh, did you see mcdonald's other thing that they're doing the uh the smaller big mac and the bigger big mac yeah so there's going to be the standard big mac then there's like a big mac mini and then there's like a big mac xl i i'm i'm Using my own terms, I don't know what they're actually calling. I think the big one's called the Grand X or the Grand Mac. So I think that's the uh, that's the that's the Grand Mac and the Lil Mac. I think. Let me ask you a question. Who in the hell would want a smaller Big Mac? Um, people who are trying to save money. People who are like, oh, I've oh. only got I've only got two bucks. And I didn't think about that. Let's be real. McDonald's very often is the hey, I've got under five dollars to to spend on food. How can I get dollar the, menu? How can right. I get the most calories sure. out of my out of yeah. my out of my out of my? I money do it all the time. And so I think that's probably where they're going with that. Not not for it's like, my wallet that makes me go there. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what it is. It's my wallet that does that. So I actually, dude, I went so far because of the weight issue. That I read an article in, in Golf Magazine about um, about the holiday season coming up. Fanto said to me during the break, can you believe Thanksgiving, Thursday, next Thursday? It's crazy. So I said, so I read an article in Golf Magazine the other day about how putting on the weight over the holidays will hinder your swing. And you know what I mean? It's, it's going to stop you from, you know, being a better golfer. And it's got a huge picture. The front, the, like the first page of the article has this huge picture of just like this pig sitting down. And it says right next to it in big, bold letters, it says, please don't feed the animal. I now have that hung up on my freezer door as like motivation of dude, don't feed that loser animal. Do you have a dream board too? Do you have one of those like where you're like cutting out pictures? This is what I want to accomplish in my life. You know what? You keep saying things like that. I'm going to end up being like, what's his name from Billy Madison? Just on the couch, putting lipstick on with my list, thinking about killing Fantone. 
I didn't like that. No, I don't have a dream board. Dude, somebody <laughs> give me a board. I need a dream board, man. All right, we do have Bob Evil tickets. They're playing the House of Blues in February. We're going to get you hooked up next on the Sandsbury Spirit Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. You're going to get hooked up with Pop Evil tickets just a few minutes from right now. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need for those. Again, coming up at 8 a.m. this morning, $1,000 up for grabs with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. This is the last week for that. You got today, tomorrow, Friday, then we're done passing out that money. Think about how dope your Thanksgiving dinner is going to be if you have a thousand bucks extra. You can buy like that real fancy ass turkey, or you could go somewhere else other than your family's house for it. Hell yeah, dude! Get up out of town. Be nice. Get that four day weekend. A little short getaway there. Speaking of which, we do have a couple of days. Uh, what are you going? Are, are you? Because uh, you and the girlfriend. I mean, you got your house. I would assume there's yeah. grandparents, yeah. and then there's like, I mean, both her parents are divorced, both remarried. Is that right? Yeah. Or close enough, or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, you got multiple places to. Hit. How do you guys handle Thanksgiving? Um, regretting that I don't have kids. This is one time a year where I'm like, dude, if I just had kids, I could be like, nah, sorry, I can't come. The kids, it's gonna be hard to get them out. You One's know? sick. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what we're doing for Thanksgiving. Honestly, I haven't even like you haven't even talked to her about it. No, I don't even know what our plan is. I don't even know what our like what we're doing. If I were to call her live on the radio right now, would she know what the plan is? And you just don't know? Mm, I don't think so. Really? I mean, she might have like an idea of like, oh, well, maybe, but I don't. There's definitely nothing set in stone. So you guys haven't figured out if you're going to your mother's or hers or any of that yet. Probably split time. Is that right? Yeah, there's no, that's a lot of driving, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's no reason not to. We got cars that work. We uh we uh we're young adults. We're uh, able to do the the hour long drive. It'll be fine. Split time, two meals, extra extra leftovers. Bring Tupperware with you. I'm not gonna lie. I think a lot of this is uh, again just another reason on why I'm single. I am bad, bad, bad at the compromising of this, and I um more often than not, I probably don't want to go to your family's house for Thanksgiving. Like, I probably don't want to do that. And so, like, I've had fights with girlfriends before. I'm like, can't you just go to your mother's? Why Why do I have to go? I have a, I have a job of an idiot teenager. Your dad's going to remind me 7,000 times during dinner about how I'm not a real man and how I don't have a real job, even though I make more money than he does, but whatever. And I'm going to have to sit here and deal with that. Like it's that's sad life her dad lives. Well, <laughs> once upon a time, I made good money doing this. I, <laughs> sad life her dad lives. There was, a point, there was a point in my career where I made money doing this and I was able to have but I, you know what I mean so like I've always kind of been like I don't want to I don't want to do that with your family I don't want to be part of that well I mean obviously depending on the relationship you, you know and how serious that is it kind of dictates well like how invested to your family do I really have to be sure um you're pretty invested but, you should but, go but you're gonna I mean you're gonna have to make some concessions that's a part of that's a part of the relationship and you're right maybe that is why you're single maybe no I, I always at the end of the day I end up choosing me I am I'm like okay so one of two things could happen here I could end up doing something I don't want to do, girlfriend's happy, or I could lose the girlfriend and then I get to do what I want to do. I end up choosing what I want to do. I am a very, very, very selfish person that way. Watching the Golf Channel, masturbating, crying, smoking weed, over, over binging on food. There he is, just as happy as Not as much crying as you'd think, but the rest <laughs> of it's pretty much dialed in. Like, I'm unfortunate in the sense that 
All right, everybody knows my family lives on the other side of the country. Right. I was going to say you're not like you're not like no, I have to go see my family right. at all. Which so, I would, uh, honestly my mom could live down the street and I wouldn't go. So, so why so, so why so why fight about seeing her family? Because that's just it. I view myself as lucky that my family's 3000 miles away. <laughs> that, uh, so dude, if I'm looking to avoid my family, did you think it was like, "Well, I'll just go get a new one?" No, hell no. Like I look I, I look to avoid this, but the problem is is that your friends Nobody real. Nobody thinks it's possible for you to sit and do what you want on a holiday by yourself and not be like the lonely loser in an '80s John Hughes movie. Well, I, I guess there's a couple different layers of this onion. Number one, I we uh, we have well established on this show that you don't necessarily do what you want on those holidays that you have to yourself because I would assume Thanksgiving. There's a no masturbatory rule. On, Thanksgiving has to be Thanksgiving's right? on the on, yeah. That's an original holiday. That's a, you know sweetest day whatever. All that fake BS. No, but you know when we you know take care of the Indians and we steal a country, that's a real holiday. So you're so you are are are, are acknowledging well like it is a real holiday. It is something. That that should be celebrated with family and friends. No, I recognize it's something that you all think it should be celebrated with But by not masturbating, that would be a secret you could take to your grave. Nobody's ever going to know if you do or not, but you choose not to because you acknowledge that that is something that you're supposed to have, like, sacred. And I'm not saying, like, sacred in the big sense, but just, like, something that's supposed to be important to you. Okay. For those of you that are coming into this and going, what the hell are they talking about? I have a rule. It's, it's a little bit of a loose rule. <laughs> it's been broken a couple of times. But I believe... That looking at pornography or masturbating on like a on like a standard holiday is lonely. I feel like it's lonely. I feel like there's something to that where it's like, buddy, you can't even make it through turkey dinner without you know what I mean. So it's hands above the waist on calendar holidays. That's it. That's so, all. So when the eggnog's pouring, Stansberry is is not pouring the eggnog. He's keeping everything to himself there. Um, but my point was is that now I don't have so I don't have plans. And so I don't have the thing when everybody invites me, oh, you should come to my mom's, or you should come to my girlfriend's, or you should do this. I never have the thing where it's like, no, I can't. I just have to look at people and go, no, I don't want to. And if this was, <laughs> if this was a case where you were, you know, a, a, a John Q. public guy, if you were just a standard dude who never had, a, you know, the time to himself to do the things that he wanted to do, I'd be like, okay, well, you have the day off work. You can do whatever the hell you want with it. But, dude, you've got all the time in the world to go play golf and masturbate and smoke weed yep. whenever you want But to. that was carefully crafted. That didn't just... <laughs> Just like did that didn't just fall out, dude. My great life of doing whatever the hell I want, whenever the hell I want, because that's what I want, didn't fall out of the sky. But it's not like a special treat on Thanksgiving. It's not a special treat on holidays because I make room for that. There's guys out there who who, who work ninety hours a week. They never and, have the opportunity right. to do what they want with their day, and sometimes you just do. You, you that, go to your mother's, right? You, you you do. You just need that day to be you. But you've got that day every day of your life. You, I, dude, I and think- for that, I'm thankful, <laughs> and I will, and I will, and I will observe that on said holiday. Like my friend Jessica, super mad at me right now because okay. I've I've made plans like a couple of weekends to go up and see them, and then I've been like last minute, like nah, not doing it. She's actually gone so far; she's posting like the pictures of the little boy from the Jim Carrey movie Liar Liar. Aww. Like she's like, you know, every weekend I'm sitting here waiting for you, and then you don't come up and visit. Aww. And uh, so yeah, she's all bummed out at me. So I know part of what is going to happen now is. Well, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And then I'm going to try to lie. I'll try to lie and be like, well, you know, I kind of started seeing this girl. Her and I are probably going to go do something. And she's going to go lie. And I'm going <laughs> to say, yeah, all right, busted. But I don't want to come and do that. I don't want to go to your mother's. I don't care. You can't be alone. You, br- you cannot be alone for Thanksgiving. Well, why not? Because somebody else decided that? I'm a grown-up. I can make that decision, right? 
Yes, of course you can, and you can also, you know, just just die a lonely old man in your bed by yourself. Um, From your lips to God's ears. <laughs> um, it has to feel a little bit. What do I want to say? Like a pity, like a, like a pity invite when it comes to things like this, right? Here's why I don't want to do it. Okay, my life really is the way I, it is because I've made it that way. I've decided to be this way. I have decided that I like me more than other somebody else is going to like me. I I'm into me, right? I'm the one for sure. Right. And so I've set this all up to be this way. But the problem is, is that nobody thinks that. So then you get invited to go to somebody else's families for Thanksgiving. And then everybody else is married. There's kids, there's girlfriends. Somebody just got engaged because it's Thanksgiving morning. And I don't know, pie filling and engagement rings are a thing. And so like now everybody's like, you know, happy and there's all this stuff. And then the camera just pans right around to you and you might as well be at the kid table because you don't have, you know what I mean? Nobody will, nobody will, you know, stand next to you for Thanksgiving. And it becomes like this thing where I have to defend my lifestyle where it's like, well, you know, are you going to get married? No. No. Are you going to have kids? No. no, probably not. No, I'm probably not going to do that. Are you, uh, well, uh, are, are, are you dating anybody? No, that sounds awful. No, uh, uh, no, of course not. Are you going to stop shoveling mashed potatoes into your mouth? At I'm not going to do it. I won't. <laughs> But that's just it. Yeah, that's just it. Like I and that's why I don't want and nobody understands that. Like I and I think it's selfish for other people to say to me, you're you can't spend Thanksgiving alone. We want to be with you. So come spend it with us. Well, that's you being selfish. And that's you thinking about, you know, and not thinking about the fact that everybody that is related to you and not to me is going to grill me over the way I live my life. And maybe that's not the way I want to spend the day you're supposed to be thankful for. Maybe I want to spend it doing what it is I do every other day, which is like, you know what, Stansbury, you're pretty great. So let's just continue <laughs> to do what makes you pretty great and be thankful for it. I don't know why that's like people look at me like I'm insane over that all the time. Dude, Fantone, if I showed you the amount of Facebook messages I have right now being invited to strangers' houses for Thanksgiving, it'd blow you over. It happens every year. People are like, dude, you know you can come here if you want. Well, thanks, man. And, I, and look, I'm not knocking it. Th- that would be amazing, except for the fact that I don't know any of you. And I'm going to like pound on the door and be like, um, am I allowed to go up for seconds before everybody else? Or like, what's the deal on that? Maybe Stansberry World Tour of Thanksgivings. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Stansberry gets out there and they're in the Rock 106.9 Urban Assault Vehicle. You take yourself to, you know, from listener's house to listener's house, smashing out pieces of pie and, and stuffing and, and cranberry sauce. I'm being asked now that if, do I really not want to do this stuff or is this my anxiety coming out and speaking? Right. Okay. Now, right. I like to be a logical person. I like to self-assess well. I feel like I have a lot of self-awareness. I feel like I know a lot about myself where a lot of people don't. Um, I would have to imagine that anxiety comes into this partially. But really, I really, <laughs> this is going to sound awful. Because people always say to me, well, then, do you not want me to say hi to you when I see you in the street? I love meeting people who listen to the program. I really do. I love hearing about you. I love finding out what makes you tick, who you are, what you're doing while you're listening, all that. Because it's involved in the, it's all surrounded in the only thing in the world I truly care about, which is this. This is it. I've put everything into being a broadcaster. That's it's partially why there's no kids, no wife, and everything. Because I've kept everything so concentrated on the only thing that effing matters, which is that's making a living. And so there's a little bit of me that really does enjoy avoiding people. Like I, I like I do. Like I like gatherings. I want to go to parties, but yet I don't. I, I do like the holidays and stuff. Like I just don't need it. I, I, I there's been a disconnect here somehow. Like, growing up in a family who's, dude, my father was a minister, you would have thought holidays would have been a huge deal for us. They weren't at all. Like, it was just a Thursday at my house. 
I think maybe that disconnect is that anxiety. It is that insecurity coming up in you. I don't know. I don't know if I'm buying it, Stansberry. I, uh, I, I really enjoy... I enjoy being alone. I really do. I, I, I relish being alone. I like doing things by myself. The only reason I don't is that the rest of the world looks at it as pathetic. Like, dude, when you go to a restaurant, dude, oh my God, I was in a restaurant by myself Thanksgiving last year. You should have seen the look on people's faces. I mean, dude, a woman almost cried. Like, I was like, I'm, <laughs> lady, if you want to cry, cry for your husband. That dude's miserable as hell. Dude, I'm loving life. I'm gonna pay this credit card. I'm, I'm gonna pay this this dinner bill off, and then I'm gonna go out drinking with my loser friends. I'm gonna do my life's great. Everything's gonna be fine. It's do your husband's the one that's like dude, secretly in his head running for the effing door. Can't wait to get out of out of his life. I'm all right. Is it a little bit of anxiety driven? Sure. It would be crazy not to say th- 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 that comes into it. There's no way my anxiety affects every other aspect of my life, not this. My life's so good, I don't need you or Thanksgiving. Now come back and listen to me, bitch, about my life. <laughs> I need the warmth embrace of strangers I'll never meet. Yes, more than I need a close-knit family. Yeah, I'm empty inside, dude. I, I think, I don't know what, I mean, dude, are we, are we just getting to this? Are we just figuring this out? All right. There has been a war of words. Between two NBA legends. It's got a little local angle here. We're going to take a break, let you listen to some audio next on the Sansbury Show. 6 9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069 online at WRQK.com. Before the break, we were talking about how I kind of just prefer to spend, maybe not Christmas, but Thanksgiving is like one of those days where all it is is food. So, like, for me, I don't really view it as like this big, huge special holiday. My family's on the other side of the country, so I just kind of like to spend it alone. People feel like that's strange. And Elizabeth wrote in, she's like, I totally get this. I'm a loner by nature, but I'm in a huge family. I love my alone time, and I want to spend the holidays that way sometimes. Stands where I get it. She goes, plus I'm sick of explaining to my family how I don't want little tiny demons, a.k.a. children, coming out of me or living in my house. I guess that's a much more real thing than I ever thought it was, because my parents never stress me about having kids, like, ever. I, no one in my family does. I, I, I guess maybe it's just not a reality for me. It's a reality for a lot of other uh, single, childless people out there. Yeah. I think more. I think what's happening there, Fantone, is I think it's becoming more socially acceptable to say out loud that you don't want that stuff. We're forever. I mean, trust me, as a guy who's been on this forever... When you say out loud that you don't want to have children or that you don't want to have a conventional marriage the way other people do, like people don't hear that as you're making a decision for your life. They hear it as you're crapping on my way of life. And that's not what I'm doing. What works for you works for you. What works for me would probably not work for you and vice versa there. That's all. I understand why people get married. I understand why people have kids. I totally get it. For a lot of you, it makes all the sense in the world. For me, none at all. That's all. That's it. Not, should, should just be stovetop and cranberry sauce, Stansberry breaking it down to brass tacks. This is why I can't be in a relationship, people. Thanksgiving dinner. Because of sweet potatoes, you idiots. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, some people want marshmallows on them, some people don't. Better put those marshmallows on them. Otherwise, what's the point of sweet yeah. potatoes? I'm with you on that. So, we forgot to pass out those... Uh, Pop evil tickets. Son of a bitch. Short term memory. Where did you go? <laughs> so we'll do that here. And also third row WWE tickets at 730 then. Awesome. So LeBron James got a little bit upset about something. All right. And this was Phil Jackson talking about when LeBron was playing for the Heat. And I have the quote here. I'm going to read you Phil's quote and then we're going to let you actually take a listen to what LeBron had to say. 
But uh, there was an issue when LeBron was playing for the Heat. Apparently, they were on the road. They were up here in Cleveland. It was around the Thanksgiving holiday. He wanted to stay here one more night. And uh, Phil Jackson chiming in for some reason on this. He says, when LeBron was playing with the Heat, they went to Cleveland and he wanted to spend the night. They don't do overnights, the Heat. They don't do that, right? You travel, play the game, and then you're out. Teams just don't, he says. So now Coach Eric Spolstra has to text Pat Riley and say, what do I do in this situation? And of course, that's what he had to do. You have to call like the, like the like the head of the organization and go, dude. Our actual head of the organization on the plane is saying he doesn't want to come back to Miami. I'm just a a coach. LeBron obviously has more power than I. What do I do? So he puts Pat Riley into this situation, right? And Pat apparently has iron fist rules, according to Riley. Says you were on the plane, you were with the team. You can't hold up the whole team because your mom and your posse want to spend an extra night in Cleveland. Now, for the posse, he's referring to Maverick Carter. And uh, you know, I, uh, is it Rich Paul, yeah. the agent? Rich yeah. Paul. I, I believe those were the two guys. Two very well accomplished guys in the NBA. Guys who have established themselves as well established. Uh, you know, Maverick uh, Carter is the is in charge of LeBron's production company. He's in char- he's in charge of a lot of things. Can't knock that resume. You no. know what I'm saying? Like no. Maverick Carter has done w- great things for LeBron James, and obviously you don't get where you are without LeBron James. But it's not like he's just one of his homies that like you know. It, Tagged along for the ride, right? His job title isn't blunt roller. You know what I mean? Like it isn't. Plenty NBA, NFL guys got those guy kind of knuckleheads from the neighborhood. Maverick Carter from the neighborhood, but not necessarily a knucklehead. Pretty smart guy. Rich, Rich Paul, same way. Yeah, I don't know much about Rich Paul. I know more about Maverick Carter, but I would assume LeBron. If you and again, there's a guy who hates when I get on my LeBron thing and talk about how great LeBron is off the court. Everybody loves him on the court. I love LeBron off of it. Off of it, that guy will show you how to be a, a success. He will. You just gotta pay attention. So. I uh, so I get attacked for, you know for this a lot. But if you look around, LeBron didn't bring knuckleheads from Akron along for the ride. He didn't. He brought smart, engaged dudes who can help him get more rich. I mean, Rich Paul is his agent, and essentially uh, now carries Tristan, right? And carries J.R. Smith, of Eric Bledsoe. I mean, uh, John Wall, a ton of NBA yeah, John players. Wall, yeah. So these guys are both very well established successes in the NBA. So you know where the problem is here. The problem is in the word posse. So they go to LeBron. They want LeBron's take, and we have. LeBron, and uh, here's what he had to say. We see the success that we had, but then there, then it is always someone that um, lets you know how still, how far we still have to go as African Americans. Okay, now see, this is where I take issue with this. I don't, don't make this a race thing. Don't make it a race thing, because I really don't think it is. I really don't. I don't think. I don't think Phil Jackson, a guy who has spent an entire lifetime turning young black kids into millionaires, into stars, is secretly racial behind closed doors. Couldn't you say the same thing about Donald Sterling before those tapes came out? No, I think Donald Sterling's a little bit different in the sense there, dude, that you're an owner there. As a coach, you're molding the lives of young men. Now, can you be a racist coach? Yes. But my point is, Phil Jackson has been around young black men in the NBA for as long as I've been alive. If there were hints of this, we would have heard it, would be my guess. You know, and um, I just don't believe that Phil Jackson would have used that same term if um, he was doing business with someone else, um, you know, and, and um, you know, working with another team or if he was uh, working with anybody in sports that was owning a team that wasn't African-American and they had a group of guys around him that he didn't agree with what they did. I don't think he would have called him a possum.
Okay, well, Maverick Carter doesn't own an NBA basketball team, so now you were making apples and turning them into oranges, like it, which you can't do. You, you can't do that. I don't think this was a race-related thing. I think this was a management v. employee thing. This is management trying to tell employees to stay in your lane as an employee. The NBA has to deal with LeBron on a completely different level than they have most most NBA players. And the problem with that is, is that if you start to change your relationship with star players, other players who aren't deserving of special treatment want special treatment. Um, worth noting that this all came from Maverick Carter calling out Phil Jackson on Twitter and, and, and him saying that... This was all in response, yeah. Right, so this wasn't LeBron just saying, like, hey, I think this is racist. Maverick Carter said that, you know, he felt like this wasn't... and he, he even Maverick said... Maverick Carter in an interview yesterday said he didn't think this was this was racial. That he was that he doesn't think Phil Jackson is a racist. He thinks he was using coded language in the sense of, like, saying something where it, you don't have the intention of being racist, but there's a race element oh, behind it. Oh, my God. Of course. Of course. The word word posse what didn't start in rap music i don't know dude you don't get to take a word completely change what it means and then somebody else uses it and then get mad at them well words change over time i think you're looking at a generational gap thing here uh the other time that lebron or i'm sorry that phil jackson talked about lebron's posse uh, he was talking about him when he first came into the NBA. Uh, these young men have grown so dependent on their posses who fetch their cars, get their girls, that they can't possibly develop into mature, self-sufficient human beings. That's been true of some NBA players. Well, but not of LeBron and these three gentlemen. Right. So, so I, I, I think what that, what you just showed me there is people use the word posse in all different types of situations. So this got examined by hardcore sports guys yesterday, right? And I read example after example after example where people were talking about Carson Wentz and his posse. People were talking about Donald Trump and his posse. People were talking about Hillary Clinton and her posse. Posse is not a racial word. You can't just take the word, you keep it in your community, and then when somebody uses it for its initial definition of the word, get upset about them because you use it differently. And that's what's happened here. What, what, what did he mean by the initial definition of the word? Posse is a group of like-minded people. So, in reality, if I'm Maverick Carter and I'm being called like-minded next to LeBron James, I'm happy about that. I'm proud of that. I think when I think I think in his 2004 book, Phil Jackson d- d- illustrates when he says posse, he's saying you go fetch my cars, you go get my girls, you go get my. Drugs. I think it's okay in situations to use d- 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 when a word you can use words in, in a different situation, and it could be differently for everybody. I look. I think this was more about you stay in your lane as an employee versus you stay in your lane as a young black man. I just believe that. I, I, these, dude, this new generation of sports stars, dude, who makes more black millionaires than professional sports? The answer, America, is nobody. And I heard this yesterday, and I like this that there's no such thing as a victim at the billionaire level. No such thing as a victim at the billionaire level. And it's kind of hard to argue that unless you're talking about sexual assault. You can be a billionaire and be raped. But this whole woe is me, somebody said something to me and I'm offended at the billionaire level is insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. This wasn't coded language. This was you're trying to hold up a team full of guys on a plane because you want to stay in Cleveland. The rest of these guys live in Miami. That's where their wives are. That's where their, their moms probably are. That's where everybody's coming in for the holiday, I would imagine. The team doesn't do overnight stays. You're LeBron James, and I understand people are going to bend to your will because you're the most important person in the NBA. 
But there is still a whole team full of dudes who wanted to go home for the holiday, and yet you were trying to hold that up for you. Somebody's questioning that decision, and instead of saying, you know what, I was being a little selfish, it's Phil Jackson's a racist. Phil Jackson's using coded language. I don't buy it. I'm sorry. Worth noting, neither of those guys said Phil Jackson was a racist. I think when you say somebody is using coded language, that's you calling them a racist. I think I think when LeBron James says this shows you how still far we have to go as young black men, that's implying Phil was being racial. You can't call out racist behavior without somebody being a racist. How are you? So so uh, wait, dude. A minute. I, I've certainly said racist things in my life. I don't view myself as a racist. I'm not a racist. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's true. I'll make room for so, that. So because I've call, done the same thing. I think calling out coded language isn't necessarily saying that you are a, a KKK card carrying member. A racist. Well, you can be like, a racist without being the without being the clan too. That's how most people are racist. And so so what's the theory then that Maverick Carter was saying Phil Jackson didn't know what he was saying that you said something racially insensitive without intent of it, but it was still you. Again, in that way. The word posse is not racially insensitive. It's not. Just because rappers took it and turned it into my posse's on Broadway and this group of drug dealers is my posse doesn't mean that that's what everybody else thinks that word means. Like I said, in his 2004 book, when he talks about LeBron and his posse, he's implying that those guys are just there to be those the, that stereotype. Well, in 2004, we didn't totally know what those guys were going to be yet. Right. But in 2016, we know what those guys are now. Right. And I think you're looking at a general, you're looking at a generation gap in language, but it, this was not meant to be racial. This was not meant to show young black men stay in your lane. It wasn't. It wasn't. And again, I like the theory that there are no victims at the billionaire level. I love that. I love that. I love it. Because I agree that most young black men in America have a long way to go, LeBron. They really do. And this country has mistreated and continues to treat mistreat young black men. I will grant you all of that. But most of them didn't get a billion dollars from Sprite and a billion dollars from Nike. Most didn't. Most didn't. You don't have very far to go at all, LeBron. You've made it all the way there. Now, some will say, well, he's fighting for people coming up behind him. Okay, I'll make room for that. But the word posse doesn't necessarily mean this. I think this is what I think this was young athletes and people who surround athletes looking for controversy where there really wasn't any. And this is how dare you question LeBron wanting to spend Thanksgiving with his mother. We're going to make this a race thing. So people stop focusing on the selfish thing that was really happening. The selfishness that was happening of uh, playing full of dudes. I don't care. I'm LeBron. We're staying here. We're looking to take focus off of that. You know I will put LeBron up on my shoulders and I will praise that dude for everything he does right. I will. I love that guy. And like I said to start the conversation, off the court, wildly impressive. If you follow what he does and pay attention to what he does, dude's smart. But he's not always right. And this time, LeBron, you were wrong. We'll be right back with more Stansberry Show. You're getting hooked up with Pop Evil tickets right now, though. Caller 15, 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to Pop Evil and you're getting third row WWE tickets next. Hang on. Nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have third row WWE tickets. We're going to pass those out just a few minutes from right now. On Friday, you're getting front row seats. However, we're going to make it a little difficult on you. Fantone's putting together a list of very tough questions. And if you get, I believe we're going to do three out of five. We'll put you in the front row for the WWE. So you better uh, fire up the WWE Network. 
start watching some Attitude Era-ish. Now, what's your plan there, buddy? Because I'm leaving this totally in your court. Are we going current WWE stuff? Are we going to maybe uh, sprinkle in some old, a little back and forth? How are you going to do it? I was going to say, I think it'll be a hodgepodge. I mean, certainly it's going to help if you watch wrestling right now. I, I, I want you to be a fan of the current stuff as you're going to a current event. But, you know, I'm also going to go, uh, you know, like I said, a little Attitude Era. Maybe a little even before that. Maybe we'll go Legend style. But all WWE-related, I'm not going to WCW it, I'm not going to NWA it, I'm not going to do anything like that. I think that's fair. All WWE-related. Yeah, keep it with the WWE. So okay. Friday at 9.30 is when we will start taking phone calls for that and try to put somebody in the front row for the WWE coming into town January the 22nd at the Civic Center. Like I said, we have third row tickets. You'll get those just a few minutes from right now. Nice. I'm being called out on Twitter. It says they weren't going back home. This is going back to the heat and LeBron being mad at Phil Jackson. They weren't going home anywhere. They were, they were going to Toronto and LeBron invited the whole team to his house. Know the whole story. Well, I did know the whole story. Team had plans. LeBron wanted to change the plans. That's being selfish. So LeBron invited everybody to over to his house to overcome the fact that he was being selfish. There you go. There's the story. I listened to a two-hour interview with Maverick Carter yesterday. I know this story. Saw Maverick Carter on three different shows yesterday. Made sure, because I knew this was going to be a thing today. Look, we can disagree about whether LeBron was wrong or not. I think he was wrong. That's it. It's an opinion thing. I have a very interesting story about a lot of this anti-Trump protest stuff that you're seeing. We'll get into that around 930, but this is a little anti-Trump story here that I have as well. We'll get into the protesters a little later. I think if you listen to the program a lot, you know how I feel about protesting. I just don't like it. I just don't see it changing much. As a matter of fact, I think we're a week in now since we've elected Donald Trump to be the president of the country. You've been out there in the street throwing things, lighting stuff on fire, blocking freeways. Guess what's changed? Oh, nothing. And that's kind of always been my thing. And people come down on me a lot and say, you know, you know, you're just... You know, you're not family oriented and, you know, you're obsessed with money. And I always say money is legitimately the only thing in life that matters. It's legitimately the only thing that truly matters at the end of the day. And I tell people all the time, protesting isn't going to do anything. You want to do you want to do stuff? You want to move something down the field? Put your money where your mouth is. Easy to sit on Twitter and talk about how bad things are. A little harder to donate your money to further the cause that you claim to be so staunch behind. A little harder to do that, okay? But a woman has. And so if you're going to be anti-Trump, I find this to be the better way. Now, I wouldn't do this because I just don't care enough, and if I if, if I want to buy something, I'm going to buy it. But a woman on Twitter, Tiny DYJ, has created a grab-your-wallet initiative to combat the Trump presidency. This is putting your money where your mouth is, and taking and actually following through with what you call your convictions, even though we all know that they aren't, but this is following through with what you're claiming are your convictions. And she's put together a list of companies that either support Donald Trump or do business, either supported him in his run to presidency or do business with him currently. And there's some interesting things on here. Amazon, retailer that does a ton of business with the Trump family. A lot of you out there canceling your Prime memberships today? Giving up those TV shows on that fire stick, are you? For those convictions? Is that going to happen? They're just going to be fire sticks thrown from windows this, this afternoon? Doubt it. Doubt it. Bloomingdale's, a retailer that does a ton of business with the Donald Trump family. 
Burlington Coat Factory, a retailer, does a ton of business with the Donald Trump family. Now, Yingling Beer actually endorsed him for president. Actually endorsed him. Hobby Lobby endorsed him. Now, we shouldn't be shocked about that. We all remember the controversy that surrounded Hobby Lobby earlier this year. TJ Maxx does business with the Trump brand. Nordstrom's does business with the Trump brand. Neiman Marcus, Marshalls, Macy's, Lord & Taylor, Hudson Bay, DSW, Dillard's, Century 21. You starting to pick up on this? It's the biggest companies in the world. A lot of those are just clothing retailers, it seems like. The Trump golf courses are obviously this. The Trump hotel is part of this. I just I like this better than blocking freeways and stopping me from you know being able to drive to work. This is the way you do this. Putting your money where your mouth is is the way you do it. But I will tell you that this is going to fall short too. And you know how I know? Because I've seen this happen in the radio business 10,000 times. Dude, when Rush Limbaugh got in all that trouble, remember it was like three years ago, Rush, it was during that Coney, no, it was four years ago, it was during that Coney 2012 thing. It was the week before Coney happened, Rush Limbaugh was public enemy number one. Remember? Every retailer yanked off his show. Every advertiser was like, oh my God, Rush can't say that. We're yanking our money off. Guess what, America? Every single one of those advertisers is back on Rush's show today. Because this stuff doesn't work. Because it's empty. Because we, and I'm throwing me in here because I am totally guilty of this too, we, as a public, don't have the dedication to stay on things. We don't. I'm friends with the salesperson who sells Rush's show primarily up in Cleveland. I've talked to her a thousand times about this. Yeah, people pulled off initially, but you know how this happens. They come back, and guess what happened? Russia's company, the excellence in broadcasting industry, charged a coward fee when they came back. They charged a coward fee for running, which I suggested we did here once, and my boss laughed at me. This stuff, you get all hot and bothered on it for, for a week, month, two months, maybe. And then after that, it just goes to the wayside. And all it really does, in my opinion, is it just shows us that you're unhappy about what happened. And I get that. You're allowed to be unhappy with who got elected president. You're allowed to be unhappy about it. A ton of people were going to be unhappy on the other side. Had Hillary won, a ton of people were going to be unhappy about that. Difference is, they'd be called un-American if they were doing this. They'd be called traitors. That's the difference. Now, I understand the ideology between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton a little different there. I get it. I get it. But this is the way you do it. You want to make your voice heard? Money's what does it. The world doesn't respect anything else but money. That's what it is. Now, I feel like I got to sit y'all down and be nice to you now because I just said money's the only thing that matters. Obviously, your kids matter. Obviously, the love of your family matters. But you want to push things downfield? You want to win arguments? You want to defeat cancer? You want to do all this stuff? It ain't ribbons. It ain't ribbons. It's Benjamins that do it. Nothing else. So get out of the street, band together, pass out this information, and boycott retailers. That's what you do. Like I said, I think they'll only get stronger. I think the people who don't care are going to be like, oh, now I'm going to Macy's for sure. And again, I don't think you can condemn a company just for carrying a Trump tie. I think that seems crazy. I don't know how we're going to condemn a, a clothing retailer for carrying a product a customer wants. But for some reason, this is really annoying. But Yingling endorsed him. 
pretty big company here locally in Canton, Ohio, who I'm not going to name because I don't want to. I don't want it to sound like I'm demonizing them, but a huge employer here. I'd argue one of the. I I don't even think I'd have to argue. I think it is legitimately one of the top three places to work in Canton, Ohio. We're full on in the Trump camp. As a matter of fact, the head of the company was sitting on stage when Trump came here to speak. Anybody not going to work today? How those convictions working with that? And again, we'll give you a little hypocrisy in the we're protesting the Trump thing at 930. I can't wait to do that. I can't wait. What I've been saying all along about those people turns out totally true. Totally true. We'll do that at 930. We'll get you hooked up with these WWE tickets. Third row at the Civic Center, January 22nd. We'll do that next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. Head over there. A guy shot... A criminal that was attacking a cop. A little good news for you there. Somebody was trying to attack a cop. Citizen saw it. Shoots the guy. Takes care of business. That story's up for you. WRQK.com. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, obviously, you start attacking an officer of the law. The cop is going to respond. But for somebody else to interject into that situation, I don't know if there was a... I wonder what the law is going to be there. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know the details of it. I don't know if this was a life and death situation. Because, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it'd be interesting to find that out. Don't get me wrong. You shouldn't go around punching cops, but if you punch a cop, it doesn't mean somebody else gets to shoot you. Shoot you, right. It's just... I don't I don't know what the details you, are. You show me videos of people attacking cops, and I just don't like it. I just don't of course like not. it. You know what I mean? Of course not. I hate that. So, I think I found out the movie all of your wives and girlfriends are going to want to see. I didn't hear about this till just now, but apparently the trailer for the new Beauty and the Beast set a record with 127.5 million views in its first 24 hours. Now, that's pretty big when you start to think about some of the movies that have been out recently and the trailers now are like a big thing that people share online. We do it all the time at the website. So when you think about the Star Wars movies that have just been coming out now and those trailers that broke records, uh, Batman versus Superman, that trailer was viewed a bunch of times. Uh, you know, all the Avengers movies, that kind of thing. It's, man, Disney must have, a, uh, you know, all these little girls growing up. And now it's like, because this is like live action, like Emma Watson's in this. Like it's, it's funny you list off all those, all those, all those, you know, trailers. Hey, and, you know, you've got Dis- or you've got Marvel, you've got, you know, Star Wars, you've got these Disney princesses. And it's all Disney. And it's all Disney. And it's all Disney. It's all Disney. Everything you just listed. Yeah. Yeah. All I, those franchises now belong to Disney. That's right. They bought Star Wars and the, uh, and the whole Marvel thing. Wow. Yeah. Man, they know what they're doing over there at Disney. They're smart. Yeah, they, they're, they're not doing bad. No, they they know how to make the entertainment they do. I think I know where you're going to move next. Where's that at? And um, I have long said I would like to live here. And this is before they changed the, you know, the laws on marijuana there. I've long said I wanted to live here. Um, I, 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 this is a place I've spent a couple of different vacations, and it's fantastic. If you've never been to Denver, Colorado, it's an amazing city. You should go. Now, in the winter, it can get a little cold for people, and the driving can be a little, you know, difficult and this and that. But the summer in in Denver, Colorado is amazing. And the fall, like, if you're one of those people that likes, like, the changing of the colors and that whole thing about fall, like, fall's great in Ohio, too. But, like, fall in Colorado is beautiful. You'd love it. And Denver, Colorado, obviously, has recreational marijuana. 
I'm a user of said product. That would make it an appealing place for me to live. There's also a great rock station there. Um, and their morning show's not very good, so put a pin in that. But Denver Fantone has approved a first-in-the-nation law that would allow people to use marijuana in bars and restaurants. Denver voted. They weighed in on Proposition 300 as eight other states legalized marijuana for medicinal or recreational purposes last week. The city measure allows bars and restaurants to apply to allow marijuana use in their business. Patrons can use pot inside as long as it isn't smoked with the possibility of an outside smoking areas. You know what they're going to do. They're going to build like those kind of tents now that we have for cigarette smokers and that kind of thing. Go smoke your joints out there. Colorado law does not currently allow nor ban public marijuana use. The result is a hodgepodge of local ordinances related to marijuana clubs. Denver, first city to allow bars and restaurants to permit marijuana use through patrons. Oh, I'm sorry. Though patrons must bring in their own weed. Supporters claimed victory on this, obviously, and opponents conceded, even as an election official said some ballots were uncounted. Oof. Oof. Alaska, the only marijuana state that allows on-site consumption at the dispensaries. But Alaska doesn't allow use in bars or restaurants. Now, as a user of said product, I'll be honest with you. I don't necessarily know if I want people. Now, this says here you won't be able to smoke. You'd be able to like eat pot brownies in a restaurant or something like that. This is so people can serve that kind of stuff in a restaurant and, you know what I mean, and make money off of it. I don't even know if I'd be comfortable with somebody vaping. You know what I'm saying? You can have you, you can have a vaporizer smoking yeah. weed, but yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if I necessarily like it. I uh I don't want Dude, for people who don't smoke marijuana, it's an awful smell. Like, but it, 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 it's you know what it is right away. It would be disturbing sitting in a restaurant if you don't smoke marijuana. Be like, ugh. I guess this isn't Applebee's though. You know what I'm saying? No, like, this is a, this is like a local bar that wants to be like, you know what? If I tell people they can smoke weed in here, and I'm gonna be, I'm, dude, I'm gonna be loaded. And he's right. Right. If this was Chili's, if this was TGI Fridays, then I think we'd be in a different conversation. But as you have to apply for like a special permit, and you have to like, you know, I, I feel like as long as it's done. As long as you know clearly walking into that establishment that this is what, you know, it's like going into a vape place. You know what I'm saying now? People sitting there with their vaporizer smoking the hell out of that thing, their e-pen. And, uh, but you don't see them doing that at Applebee's. You got to know what you're getting when you're going yeah. in. Right. Right. I saw one of those vape videos yesterday of like some guy, they called him the airbender. And like he, you know, takes those clouds and he does amazing. And I got to admit, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite. I'm a little, because I find vaping to just be kind of. I don't, you know, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call you names. I just find it to be a little silly, right? But then I watched this video for like ten minutes yesterday of this kid doing all kind of different stuff and making different shapes in the air with it and stuff. I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but that's the impressive part. It's not like, oh, dude, you're vaping, you're so cool, dude. Oh, you're e-cig, it's the best. It's somebody that's doing something special with it. If that would have been any other kind of smoke or any other kind of vapor, it'd have been just as cool. I was gonna say when I was growing yeah. up, when Eddie Van Halen was at the piano and he blew those smoke rigs inside of one another in that video, I was like, that's cool. Somebody give me cigarettes. I want cigarettes. So, yeah, you're probably right about that. We have some WWE tickets. Third row at the Civic Center, January 22nd. We're going to put you in right now. Caller 25 at 1-800-243-7625. You're off to the WWE. The rest of you, you're getting hooked up with $1,000. And I'm going to remind you one more time through an amazing story next. 
Be careful of what you say on Twitter. Local man found out the hard way. We'll give you that story next on the Sansbury Show. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. They're in Medina, just off the square, located in the old Foundry building. And if you don't have experience here yet, it's high-performance indoor electric go-karting. High Voltage Karting is Ohio's first and longest indoor electric go-karting track, and it's a ton of fun. I've been telling guys this for a while now. If you're looking for a date alternative, this is a cool place to go. Mildly competitive, speed always in aphrodisiac. It's a cool, cool experience. Check out more info at HighVoltageKarting.com. That's HighVoltageKartingWithAK.com. Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, your next keyword of the day to win yourself $1,000 with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. We also still have a four-pack of tickets, but they can't charge. Hashtag charge up. Damn right. It's going to be a good night on Friday. I know that's mini uh, banner night. Yeah, Friday, November 18th, 7 p.m. tip-off the game is. Charge versus the Grand Rapids Drive, Detroit Pistons affiliate there. Dollar Dog Night at the Civic Center. That's nice. awesome. Fans coming through the door get a Cavs mini championship banner. That's cool. Little collector's item there. Tickets start at just eight bucks. Get them at the Civic Center or at CantonCharge.com. Or like we said, coming around nine thirty this morning, we'll pass out some. It's always an affordable night to go out to a Canton yes. Charge game. But if you win tickets and it's Dollar Dog Night, dude, you just made out, right? I mean, you're walking away from next to nothing. Oh yeah, you take two bucks and quarters, right? Get a hot dog, right? One for you, two for you, none for the kid. You'll be fine. So Friday, November 18th, Charge versus Grand Rapids. We'll give you those tickets around 9.30 this morning. Hashtag Charge up. So I was talking to somebody last night, Fantone, about how long I've been in the radio business. It's been a long time. And I could give you the amount of years, and you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, that is a long time. But I'm going to put it to you in things the world has now that didn't first. Things I premiered live on the radio. Okay. Okay? I premiered Twitter live to the to the audience. Like, I remember when that thing first broke, my boss was like, here, there's this new thing. You got to get on it. You got to start telling people about it. This is going to be the next big thing. Nobody knew what it was. We didn't know how to use it. Nobody knew what it would be. And I remember, like, premiering Twitter. I've been on the radio so long, Fantone, that I once had to say into a microphone. For those of you that don't have a smartphone yet, what an app is, is that it's short for application, and it's you open it up on your phone, you can play a game, or you do whatever the app is based for. Like, people didn't know where that, I mean, dude, that's how long I've been doing this. That seems like forever and a day ago now. Like, smartphones are just part of who we are. We use them for everything now. Grandpa Sansbury here, all right. A little bit. And so you got Twitter, and I think some of this newer generation has only known the world with Twitter, that... It's become now this thing that you will say anything on it and you don't think about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, anyone born shortly before or obviously after the the digital revolution, you you, you do have a hard time putting things in perspective because it's always existed for you. You don't necessarily understand, like, how big the Internet and the gravity of it is. So when I first went on the air in 2009 and was telling people what Twitter was, I never stopped to think about, oh, my God, at some point. People are going to get fired over what they say on this thing. Never thought about it. No, because, I mean... You didn't think people would go this far with it. You didn't think it was going to be such a cultural thing. Um, and, and really, with anything online, once upon a time, when these things were first debuting and the internet was first debuting, it was like, oh, well, it's just on the computer. And it's just kids. It's not real right. life. It's not real life. And it's like, no, this is completely real life now. So we've seen a slew of people fired on social media. We've seen people get arrested on social media. Stupid doing dumb things 
And as a matter of fact, I believe they actually found um, uh, another photo of that guy who uh, knocked out that Cubs fan after was a game seven. I think it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. That I think we found that guy now. So a local man here, local ish out of Fairview Park, Ohio, just outside of Cleveland, a 24 year old man is facing charges because he posted threatening messages regarding Donald Trump on social media. According to the criminal complaint, Zachary Benson tweeted out the following threats after 1 a.m. Wednesday, November the 9th. Ready for these? My life goal is to assassinate Trump. Don't care if I serve infinite sentences. That man deserves to decease, to decease existing. I assume what he meant was to cease existing. Diplomacy effing fools. I hate you all. I want to bomb every one of your voting booths and your general areas. Now, the court documents say Benson was very apologetic and was watching the election returns when he decided to post the threatening statements. He allegedly told authorities the posts were out of frustration for Trump's policies. Okay, now I understand how you could watch that live person be 24, think the world's heading in the wrong direction, and feel like you got to say something about it. But when you say, don't care if I serve infinite sentences, you've then acknowledged that threatening the life of somebody like this is a crime, and that you don't care what the consequences may be. That's where I think it's going to get tricky for you in court. Regardless, you can't, you can't, whether you're joking or you think you're joking or you're angry or whatever the context is of what's going on in your mind, it doesn't matter. You start making threats against elected officials, and there's going to be serious repercussions for that, as there should be. Now, Zach, Zachary Benson says he knows he went too far with the post, and upon waking up in the morning, he immediately deleted them from the account. Benson insisted he never intended any harm to anyone and would not want anything to happen to Trump or the general public despite his threat about bombing general areas. He'll be in court tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Now, should the punishment be the same as if he was actually planning on bombing something? Of course not. No. But there has to be consequence for this. You can't just go around spouting off like that. You can't. Obviously, somebody who's got a gun pointed at the head of the president should be punished differently than somebody who who said something on on Twitter. Twitter. But it can't be treated as venting. It just can't be treated as like, oh, hey. They got to take it seriously because there's legitimately crazy people out there and they use social networking. So you do have to like, I understand why like the Secret Service and people like that are like, well, let's look into this, though. I mean. You know, I, I could say now more than ever, but obviously the threat of assassination is always a very real thing. I mean, William McKinley is a prime example. Um, yeah, yeah but, look at that. But it, you have to think with the election being the way that it was, Trump being who he is, um, the Internet being what it is. There's going to be a lot of this, and they all have to be treated seriously. They all have to be investigated, and there's going to be a consequence. You can't. You can't. Thr- I don't think young people understand the ramifications of 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 these statements, and I don't know if they necessarily should yet. You know what I mean? Like, you no, know, he's twenty four. Yeah. But if but if you show me like a high school junior who said something like that, I could understand why somebody says that. Now, look, you should tell your kids not to, because I'm telling you, somebody's going to knock on your door. It's going to be an uncomfortable day. If if it was, dude, if it was an eleven year old, maybe I could say they don't understand. But dude, age seventeen, you have responsibilities. You have a driver's license. I mean, it's dude. one of the first things that they teach you in government class, right? Is that it, that's a felony to threaten the life. So like, 
if uh, you're that if you're that concerned and you're following politics that much, then you're going to have some concept of like, no, I can't threaten threaten the president. I would elect. think so. If you feel so invested in the process and so upset by by losing your candidate losing, you'd think you would have heard that along the way. I uh, I thought it was a real possibility for Obama, so I guess you know obviously it's not over for Obama yet. It's got another couple months, but hats off to the Secret Service for keeping him alive for eight years. I thought that was a real possibility. I'm willing to bet in about ten, fifteen years. Sorry to interrupt you, but that we will hear we will see a book come out from one of the Secret Service members that talks about all the threats on his life we've never heard about. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. And I, I I'm I'm concerned for Trump. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I am for, too. I'm, con- I'm concerned for. I the- am too. I think we might. Now I said this when Obama got elected. So I was wrong then, and I'm wrong now. We might be dealing with the... Maybe I'm wrong now. We might be dealing with the president that gets assassinated. We might. And... People hate that guy. Oh, there's no doubt. And and, and, and the the lunatic fringe really hates that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. I don't like him. But that, that lunatic fringe, that nut job out there, they really dislike the guy. Um... And obviously, you know, if Hillary would have won, it would have been a possibility, too. I agree with that, too. Yeah, I think a lot of people and a lot of pro-gun people hated her. So I think it might have even been more so that way. It. Uh, I saw last night that Donald Trump went out to eat with his family and they shook the media. They, they, they got rid of the media. And it's like, dude, when you're the president, the country needs to know where you are. Like, there needs to be a level of you're the president. If we think, does the country need to know where he is, or does the Secret Service just need to know? Country needs to know where you are. I don't know if I need to know where he is. I don't know where Obama is right now. If something were to happen, I mean, if something were to happen to him, but you as a country, where's our president? What's going on with our president? The media's relationship with him, following him when he goes out in a secret, you know. Yeah, but the TikTok will tell you that, though, right? What do you mean? The what? That's the that's what they call the president's public schedule. It's called the TikTok. It's a it's a it's a documented. It's a the schedule, and then alongside of it is what actually happened. And that, I mean, there's everybody they keep record of that. If you're going out into public as the president or president elect, and you're putting yourself in a situation where something like this could happen, the country has to has to has to have access to you. I mean, that that's the way it is with presidents. Hmm. I personally disagree with that. If that's the way the country handles it, that's the way they handle it. I don't need. I don't know where Obama is right now, and I don't need to know where he is. But the media does. And if something were to happen, you have a line to the president. If nine eleven happens, you have a so, line to so the president. What, I, maybe I'm misunderstanding what shook the media mean. Like they didn't know where he went. Like yeah, like he just went out to dinner with without without like identifying the press corps that follows him. Without, without, without letting them know, like the, hey, the people that cover him that are always right there, right? And there's a president, you know, there's a group of. of if you're journalists. assigned to the White House, you're assigned to the White House. That's that's your beat. That's constantly where you are. They want the same people on that every day. Okay, that's it, that's abnormal. And in a situation like this, where you're so uh, controversial, I, I just not that you got to have the media sit at the dinner table with you, but that is abnormal to cut them out of the system like that. Okay, all right, yeah, you're right about that. I can agree that they kind of need to know what's what's happening there so they can hold you hold your feet to the flame when need be. I don't necessarily need to know where Donald right. Trump is at all times. I agree with that. Okay. Right. But if 9/11 pops off, we do. I want to know where he is. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. All right. See, I'm glad we got to the end of that. I do a lot a lot and I mean a lot of reminding you how when I'm right, I'm right. But Fantone said something in here 3 years ago on this program. And he was 100% right about it. The numbers are out. 
and we will let him take a victory lap around the studio next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. Passing out $1,000 at 9 a.m. this morning. You get your next keyword of the day. You text it in, you win some money. Holidays right around the corner. Thanksgiving a week from tomorrow. Dude, where did November go? It's got to suck, dude. Having a family and if like you're having Thanksgiving, that's got to be real expensive. Like I'm still a kid kind of, and I'm like, ah, I'll just go to grandma's house and then we will eat stuffing there. Who cares who pays for it? But like that's got to be so stressful right now, dude. You're looking at the ads. You're like, I got to buy all this stovetop. What am I going to do? Hosting people's expensive thing to yeah. do. I'm thinking about doing it for the Ronda Rousey fight at the end of December. She's going to fight again. And I started thinking about that the other day. I was like, all right, well... Dude, a good, like, case of beer these days, if you want to get, like, you know, an IPA or something, it's like 30 bucks. So I'm going to need multiple cases of beer. I'm going to need multiple pizzas. And then I'm going to have to order more food when the guests show up. So it's uh, that's going to be an expensive endeavor. And then, you know, paying for the fight. That's, you know, the fight's like 65 bucks. So it's going to do, that's going to be an expensive night for me. No wonder you skip holidays. Yeah. It's cheaper. Cheaper. For sure it is. By the way, you and your lady friend are invited over for the Ronda Rousey fight. You're allowed to do that. I figured that kind of went without saying, but I didn't want to like do it and then not be like, yo, dude, come over. Hey, by the way, I forgot <laughs> to invite you, tall guy. Yeah, no, no, no. If that ends up being the plan, and I'm pretty sure that's going to be the plan, obviously you can take part of that. Thanks, if you buddy. want to. You don't have to. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. I'll buy you and the old lady some pizza. And I'll get Bud Light for you since you don't drink good beer. I think I drink great beer. Yeah, I was going to say, somebody's going to now be like, Stansbury said Bud Light's not good beer. No, 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 no. It's not what I meant. It's delicious beer. I'll get you some Bud Light because you don't enjoy craft beer. No, do not. Do not like the craft. No, Phantom's not a craft beer guy. Miller Light, Bud Light, Coors Light. Some people call that the Vagina Light Special, and that's what I drink. America. Yeah. You like America in a can. Hell yeah, I do. America in a can there. I don't know what you guys all drank 15 years ago, but I was drinking Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light. As we were gearing up for the election last week, I had said on the air that I think people just like to bitch about the president because it's easy. It's 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 an easier thing to do than take accountability for yourself. For very, the bad decisions you've made. Very right. easy. Dude, my life's not any better. Well, what'd you do? And I gave you the math that said something along the lines of, I think, 85% of the people in the country's life was financially better off at given right now than before Barack Obama took office. Now, is that all directly related to the things he did? I doubt it, but is it somewhat direct, somewhat related to what he's done? I would assume so. Yeah, I would think partially, maybe. So I think a lot of people like to bitch about Obama and you know bitch about this and bitch about that, and they don't realize, dude, your life, if you're willing to admit it, is probably better off than it was before. Yeah, the num- that's what the numbers say. I don't know if you necessarily have more money in your checking account, but as a whole, things are better. And you're, you're you're probably back to work at least, or you know, one of those types of things. All right, so. We had argued plenty of times on the program when it first started three years ago about the state of the economy. And I kind of felt like the economy was stuck in a little bit of a rut. And, uh, and I think I may have been a little too guilty of, re- uh, of buying into what the news was telling me. And um, you, you got to be really careful with the news these days. Somebody sent me a picture yesterday, and I hope this isn't Photoshopped. But I saw a picture yesterday, and the guy swears it isn't, of the same New York Times 
in one market versus another market. One says Trump talks tough on on this, and then the next, and, and then the same exact paper, same picture, same everything. Trump softens blow, uh, or Trump softens take on this, and it's like we're being moved around the board, right? And Fantone had long said the economy's doing way better way better, way better than people are giving it credit for. And I was like, I don't know if you're right about that. And he would always say to me, dude, if you're doubting the economy, then what I want you to do is get in your car Friday night, drive up to the strip and try to go eat dinner. Can't do it because there's people, you're going to wait two hours to get into a restaurant. Every time I drive down 77, I just look over there at all those corporate chain ass restaurants just sitting there with a 25 minute wait. You know, it's like, oh, well, sorry, can't get you in right now. And people just oh, the economy. It's so, so tough. bad. So bad. So, so tough. Bad. Now, I would make room for on the other side of that, no matter how bad the economy is, people are going to try to put calories into their fat faces. Yeah, but I mean, you're not going to, I mean, going out to eat really is uh, frivolous spending. It is. There's no denying it. I agree with that. Do most people view it that way? If there's a way to tighten your belt when it comes to tough economic times, it would be times, a good way. Food is a very easy way to do that. I agree. I'm not sure that's what people would choose to do first. But if 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 the economy's so bad, we're all backed into this corner. We you would, would be doing you would something. Be doing something. You'd be like doing that. something. All right. So the other day was apparently a huge day for U.S. consumers and really all of us. The October report on retail sales came in way stronger than anybody had expected it would. While earnings out of a home improvement retailer topped expectations, consumer spending accounts for about 70% of the GDP, while the housing sector powers many consumers' overall wealth, okay. right? With where your housing is and what you're doing with that. Okay. The news is impressive considering all the unusual changes facing the consumer. So it's uh, what they say here is that retail sales show no adverse election impact. Paul Ashworth, uh, who is a capital economics, uh, I, that's who he works for, capital you know, economics. The Hurricane Matthew does not seem to appear to have adversely affected underlying sales, even though it struck during a weekend. The Census Bureau's October report on retail sales showed sales rose 0.8% over the prior month, better than the 0.6% improvement expected by economists. So retail spending is up even further. It had been predicted to be up. It's up above what the predictions were. So that's a sign of good things to happen. I think people, much like much like the president, it's very easy to look at a big thought and be like, "Well, that's that's obviously why my life's not going right right, right. now." The economy—it's a very easy villain. Be- well, it's easier than looking inward. Nobody wants to look inward for where the problem and is. It's, it's always outward, and it's certainly not always going to be you know your fault. Listen, no. I think there's plenty of people out there who are very hardworking, very smart people who haven't been able to get ahead recently, and whose listen, jobs just got outsourced or, or something like that. Yeah, your job got outsourced or something on. Un- unfortunate happened to you, but you can't just take your one individual circumstance and you can't even take just the people that you know in your life and be like, oh, well, this is this is indicative of what's going on. There's a bigger picture that you have to look at. And and I think it's safe to say that the tide is rising in America. We, yeah. I mean, and after you after you bottom out like that, of course, it's going to. Right. Like, so the quarter, the third quarter projections were 2.9%. It's looking like it's actually going to be more like 3.3, which is pretty impressive. 
pretty impressive there. So we're doing the spending. We're in the retail shops. We're back to spending money. We're back to working and making money. And of course, you're going to see more and more spending right now as everybody's trying to get their holiday shopping done. And again, we'll give you a thousand dollars for that at nine o'clock. Yeah, obviously, this is going to open up in in the next you know month oh, and gonna, a half. Yeah, it's going to blow. Um, up. You just really have to think too with you know spending. It really does show how confident the consumer is with what's going on around them. How confident they are that they're going to have another paycheck coming down the pipeline. How confident they are that they're going to be able to retire. How confident they are that they're going to be able to spend the money and gain that money back. Because that's what happens a lot of times when we get into a, well, the economy's so bad, we're in a recession, it's awful, is we all get into this like, well, I'm going to hoard every penny that I possibly have. Very counterproductive to the concept of growing the overall economy. Right. Where, where You're we, making a personal decision based on, and, and really you're affecting everyone. It's the Walmart dilemma of, well, I can get the prices, I can get the, I can get the goods for lower prices here, but by doing so, I'm screwing my neighbor out of a job. You know what I mean? So we all want to save money. We all want to spend less on on goods. But uh, once you start spending that money, once you start, you know, uh, buying extra things, that's when the economy really begins to grow and begins to prosper. I agree with you that I think people will spend more when they feel like their job is secure, when they feel like they're going to get another paycheck. That's for sure true. I mean, that's why everyone's going on vacation in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? We right. all knew money was coming out coming out of your ass. Like, it was no problem back yeah, then. Yeah, it's fine. Extra fridge in the garage, mm-hmm. beer out there, do whatever you want. You love that analogy. Oh, dude, you, it was good times when you opened up the freezer and there was just pizza rolls falling out of it. And steaks there was a, in there. there? Dude, there was just Red good, meat. good food Red all meat. the time. And, and you get, you know, yeah, you, you can look back to that and kind of remember, like, oh, yeah, we did spend money back then. I'm exactly the same way. I'm no different than the average person. Like, when we... We had we had we had signed like a contract extension like a year and a half ago. And I was like, okay, well, at least I know I'm here two years. So I bought some stuff for my apartment. I bought some personal things I want. I was like, well, I'm here for two years. I have the paychecks now for two years. I'll make this money back. I'm fine. Right now, we're waiting for the contracts to be renegotiated again. I'm being told that they'll be in front of my face anytime now, but I've been told that since before I left for my summer vacation. And I've said to my company a thousand times, I know what you're doing. You're waiting for this next ratings period to come out, and then you're going to offer me the deal. No, 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 no. That's not what we're doing. Meanwhile, it's what they did the last two times. I'm telling them that's what they're doing. I know that's what they're doing. But I'll be honest with you. I'm not all that confident right now about those contract negotiations. I'm worried about what's going to happen in there. I'm worried about us needing to say, you know what? No. And that getting heated. And through that and knowing that, and again, this is just a personal thing here. There's something I want. And if I buy it new, it will cost me around $299. If I buy it used, I can probably get it for $140, $160, somewhere right around there. And I'm not doing it. Out of, well, I don't know if I'm going to work here next year. I, I, I don't know how this contract negotiation is going to go, so I'm not spending $300. Now, I think that that's probably a smart decision, you know, overall. Like, if you don't know if you're going to have a job, then, you know, you don't do that or whatever. But you're right in the sense of, for most people, dude, you're going to work, you're going to work, you're going to work or whatever, that if you're worried about it, if, if, if we all make personal decisions, well, I'm not going to spend my money. Well, it's like, well, you're negatively affecting that guy and your neighbor and this and that. Everything, it's the butterfly effect, man. But overall, the economy pretty good. Overall, we've seen no adverse reaction to Donald Trump being president. The market's not blowing up. The advertisers aren't closing down. Nothing's happening. Everything's going to be okay. Everything is going to be fine. You are going to be fine, except, you know, the one thing that's not going to be fine. I can't believe this. But it turns out things may be getting worse for the Cleveland Browns. I'll give you that next on the Stansbury Show. Talk 106.9.
Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. You're getting $1,000 at 9 o'clock with the next keyword for Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. This is the last week for this. You got today, tomorrow, Friday, done. Done. Christmas, holiday, right around the corner. $1,000 is going to make that easier. Fantone said this you know, before the break. He was right about it. Dude, if you're hosting Thanksgiving at your house, I bet that's a $1,000 endeavor. Real expensive. I bet it's close. I bet it's close, depending on how many people you have coming over. Turkeys aren't cheap. For a lot of you guys, you're going to need more than one. All and you got all the sides, yeah. and yeah, you got all Desserts. the stuff, and the pies, and all that stuff. It can't be cheap. I wonder what I wonder what the average Thanksgiving dinner costs. I wouldn't know. And let's be real. If you're the kind of person who hosts Thanksgiving, it's not like you're going to uh, half-ass it. You're not going to skimp. Right. You're going to be out there doing a big style. You're going to have to clean up your place beforehand. Who knows? Your vacuum cleaner might break, something like that. The soda alone. Because, dude, that stuff's not cheap. Like a 12-pack of pop. Ugh, I hate saying the word pop. It just sounds so white trash to me. But a 12-pack of soda is like, what, six bucks? Can't, I mean, it's somewhat expensive. That's got to be an expensive endeavor to have people over for dinner. God, that sounds tiring. You're spending $1,000 to spend a day full of people that you don't want to be with. That sounds awful. It sounds like the opposite of Thanksgiving. I'm playing golf Thanksgiving Day. That sounds like That sounds like Thanksgiving to me. I'm thankful that this course is open. You wouldn't think things could get worse for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, here are what, 0-10? You wouldn't think things could get much worse. No, I don't understand how they possibly could. But on Monday, apparently, Browns uh, quarterback, one of the many, Robert Griffin III, was smiling in the locker room on Monday as he talked about returning soon from his fractured left shoulder. He says here, it's great news. If that's the case, it's great news, because they're saying you know he may be able to return this season. Brown's head of football operations, Sashi Brown, said Monday he looks like he's on pace to be able to come back later this season. How much later are we talking about? You got six weeks left. Griffin, still on IR, but can be activated at any time, said he's been hoping for a return ever since he fractured the shoulder in the opener in Philadelphia. Oh my God, that's right. It was the opener. Says here, you just got to focus on what you can control. And really, these guys seeing how hard they work every day, in and out, even though the record doesn't reflect that, I know the city's disappointed, and these guys in the locker room are disappointed as well. This is Sashi Brown. So we've got six games left this year. Oh, and I'm sorry, this was Robert Griffin III. He says, if I have a chance to be a part of that, I definitely want to. Now, this is just me personally, and it's not like I'm a guru or anything. Dude, leave him on IR, Right? Um, why not bring him back? I mean, unless you think that Cody Kessler is the guy of the future, then I guess. But at least to have him as a backup, I mean, you're gonna take it. You're, you're gonna put him in a put him in a uniform, throw a helmet on him. I uh, I guess my thing is is that I don't think RG three is the quarterback in the future. So why put him back in the lineup now? Somebody's got to take those snaps. You know what I mean? Somebody's going to have to go out there and get get creamed for the next six games. I don't hate what we've seen out of Cody Kessler. I don't. Not for where we got him in the draft. And I, I believe you're not even allowed to rework his deal for three or four years or whatever because of how the, like the rookie quarterback contracts work now. You got him in the third round. It's got to be cheap. And I don't hate what we've seen out of Cody. I don't love it. I don't look at Cody Kessler and go franchise quarterback right away. But I don't hate what we've seen. So throwing, RG, although given what Hugh did last week when he was like, we're, we have the lead and he switched quarterbacks, and I mean, who knows? Who yeah, knows? Yeah, obviously the concept of uh, of like, well, this is our guy, this is who we're sticking with, this is our leader of men, that doesn't exist 
for the No, Cleveland this Browns is right nobody's now. team as far as like the quarterback goes. You know who's got the opposite end of this going on is the Dallas Cowboys. They got Dak Prescott in the fourth round, and he's been playing lights out. Tony Romo embraced the backup role yesterday, said basically, I'm going to paraphrase, it's Dak's team now. And you just got to let you got to let this happen. Now, in my lifetime, I had always heard on a professional level that you don't lose your your position to injury, which is kind of BS. I mean, we saw it happen with Tom Brady with uh, when what's his name when Drew Bledsoe went down. Brady played great, and they said that they they were like, "Look, it's it's Brady's team now." I would say that's more amateur level. Like in high school, you say you're not going to lose your job because you get injured because you want the. Kids oh, see, I've to heard be- NFL guys say this, and I don't think once you're being paid to play, I feel like eh, who's ever performing, yeah. you stick with that guy. That's my take. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's you know, even even on a college level, I guess like. Can understand, but once you start getting paid money, you're in a completely you're a professional at that yeah. point. So if you if, if 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 for whatever reason you lose your job, deal with it. You, you're 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 a millionaire. I watched that Tony Romo speech the other day, and I just felt like now, of course, he's lying a little bit. He would rather play for sure. You're a professional. You'd rather play, but I felt like Tony handled that really well. I felt like he handled it really well, and. Yeah, I'm sure part of that speech was written by Jerry Jones's PR machine. Sure. But I think in this day and age, a lot of guys would be underhanded. A lot of guys would be, you know, throwing shade on Twitter or Instagram and this kind of stuff. And Tony isn't. He's handling this pretty well. Now, my best guess is what you will see is you will see Jerry and Tony kind of come to an agreement and he'll get cut. So they don't trade him to just some decimated team like the Cleveland Browns for draft picks. I mean, I uh, I don't think you'll see Jerry Jones do that to Tony Romo. He has a love of Tony Romo. I think what you will see is you'll see Tony get cut, so Tony can work the deal where he wants to go. There are plenty of teams out there that need a quarterback. The Jets need a quarterback. The Browns need a quarterback. Other teams need a quarterback. So I think you'll see. I think I think Jerry Jones will show Tony the respect of not. Hey, dude, I'm shipping you to Cleveland. I don't think he's going to Bill Belichick him like he did with Jamie Collins and send him here for draft picks. I don't think so. It's a business, though. You never know. It's a business. But I see Jerry going, I can't, if Tony's going to go somewhere else, I want him to be able to do it on his terms. I think you'll see that happen. Bring him to Cleveland. I think that's a winning, a win-win situation. Everybody's going to do well. well now, would you be against Tony Romo? Yes, I would be against Tony Romo. Why? Are you kidding me? Uh, number one, what are you putting a guy like that into a position like this for? If you're going to bring a guy in, he, he, he can't have that many miles on his legs. He can't be that old. Uh, Tony Romo would be a terrible I mean, if you get hurt with the Cleveland. Dallas Cowboys offensive line, you're going to get hurt with our offensive line. That's a great argument. It's a terrible but terrible decision. I have been anti Tony Romo his career, but if you look at the numbers, he's a phenomenal fourth quarter quarterback. He has the highest percentage fourth quarter any quarterback history in the NFL. His last 16 games, 14 and 2 Tony Romo was. Not the worst there. Now again, great offensive line, you got Des Bryant. Now this year you would have had Ezekiel Elliott. So I mean the team's better built than our team has been built for a long long time. Jason Witten, Hall of Fame tight end there. We don't have that kind of stuff going on there. But I wouldn't be up in arms about Tony Romo coming to Cleveland. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like be like, oh, no, now we got Tony Romo that's going to go to hell. I think we're probably more likely to see Jay Cutler. It's already in hell. I don't know. Right. <laughs> that would be my point. Is like, how bad, how bad is the Tony Romo experiment going to be? But I don't think you'll see it. I think you probably see Tony Romo under center at the Jets, somewhere like that. Another franchise you know what? Austin tweeting in Minnesota, Denver, both look like great places for Tony Romo. Agreed. Denver would be a great place for Tony Romo to go play. 
Minnesota wouldn't be the worst either. Come to Cleveland. You'll have a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. Is that right? It's going to be a lot of fun. Are you the welcome wagon? Come on, buddy. Come on. Tony Romo. Come on. All right. We'll get you hooked up with $1,000. Make your holidays just a little easier. We'll do it next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Just made somebody $1,000 richer. Your next opportunity right after 10 a.m. with Fishhead. That ends this week. Rock 1069's Big Cash Handout. You got today, tomorrow, Friday. We're done passing out $1,000 every hour on the on the show. And radio station as a whole. Like I said, Fishhead gets in part. Kramer as well after 3 p.m. Be checking his show out. You know, a little earlier on the program, we were, we were talking about how Colorado now, Denver, going to be the first city that will allow people to smoke or, no, I'm sorry, use marijuana in restaurants and bars. Now, it's not going to be like, Applebee's, here comes the blunts. No, you can apply for a special license, but they passed Prop 300 over there. And now, like, smaller bars, smaller restaurants can apply for the right for people to use marijuana. Now, it says it will be more edible type stuff. So, basically, what this is is a small diner will be able to serve you prop brownies and the like. What if it was Applebee's? Here comes the blunt. So, dude, oh, uh, dude, there. two for twenty just uh, got better. One for dude, yeah, two for twenty for one. <laughs> two for twenty got much oh, better. So good, dude. Just all those fried appetizers. So we were talking about this, and a guy reached out to me and said, "You two are the biggest morons to ever hit the radio." Now that may be true. Yeah, we're pretty dumb. But he said to me, he goes, "Dude, pot's not legal in in Colorado. Marijuana's not legal in Colorado." And I was like, "Um, pretty sure it is. Yeah, it is. Pretty sure it is." He said, "No, if you work in Colorado, you can still be fired. You're not allowed to smoke weed." Yeah, that's not the definition of legality, though. The definition of legal is products legal. You can buy it in a in, in a place of commerce. Can't be arrested for owning it. That's legal. Now I'm paraphrasing. But that's the definition of legality. Beer's legal, but if I had 15 of them before I came in here today, my boss is going to be like, uh, bro, not allowed to do that. You're fired. You're out. Yeah, those are that, those are completely separate issues. Cigarettes are still legal, and yet a uh, the Cleveland Clinic won't allow you to be a smoker and work at the Cleveland Clinic. See what I'm saying there? Yeah, that's totally, that's, that's, that's not a very good point on his side at all. Right. No, this is one of those guys who just hates us. And wants to be right so bad and didn't think before he hit the keyboard. But Denver, Colorado, man. Smoking blunts at Applebee's. Oh. That would be amazing. Oh. Now, I got to admit, I said earlier when we were talking about this story originally on the program, I said, you know, as a user of said product, it would be annoying to walk into a restaurant and just have people blowing marijuana smoke all around. Well, you know, just like any other smoking establishment, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't just be lighting up joints in the middle of a place just like you can't light cigarettes. Now, if you go to like certain cigar bars and things like that, you can smoke inside, sure. but yeah. it, you know, once again, you have to be a specially licensed thing. It's not like you can just you know, you can't you can't walk up into Denny's and smoke a cig. So why would you be able to smoke a joint? Like Vancouver's been one of those places that's had very lax marijuana laws forever, like long, long, long time. And bars have figured this out, like where they were putting glass boxes that fit like eight to ten people in them in the middle of their restaurant, so people could smoke weed and not affect other people in the restaurant. 
Like, that's been a thing forever up there. I think you're going to see uh, that kind of stuff start to happen in, in states where this stuff's legal. Give them a patio. You know what I mean? Like, give them a patio. Go sit outside. If you want to smoke a joint after you get done. Uh, what, I, I, Waiting for your meal to come out. Do it. Yeah, do whatever you want. Do it. Yeah, there's, I, I, there, there's no real, outside of like, well, you don't want smoke in an establishment. And like I said, I understand that. And it's not going to be in the establishment. Give them a patio. Stoners will be fine. I, You know, it's just so weird, man. We in this country went around and made sure can't smoke cigarettes anywhere you know what this weed thing's catching on man let's try to find a way where people can smoke this stuff indoor now like i said this thing in denver it's more about the edibles and it's more about restaurants being able to serve you like brownies and like you know rice crispy treats and that well, kind of thing of course they should be able to i mean there's plenty of 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 uh like marijuana inspired chefs out there where they're cooking with dough oh yeah yeah so i don't i don't understand why dude hell yeah you should be able to sell edibles at a at a at a restaurant so a buddy of mine in oregon is actually one of those chefs and he's an amateur guy himself, but he's uh, you know he's an amateur chef and the like. But he's moved into this new space now, where and I think this is going to take off in the next five ten years, and so much so that I may invest in in his business. This is what he's doing. He's now taking the oil that you cook and you know make a lot of edibles with, and he's making edible, like artful centerpieces for weddings. So you'll put like these, you'll get a centerpiece at the table. It looks just like a big piece of artful glass. And in reality, it's edible marijuana and you break off pieces. Everybody at the table kind of shares. And he was like, I think this is a business that will take off in the next 10 years. And I was like, you know what? I think you might be right. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's going to be an upper end wedding, you know. If, yeah. if if you've got if you just got like edibles all over the table, it's a pretty expensive wedding there. But dude, rich weddings people, are expensive. Rich people love spending money right. on things, so especially their wedding. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I think it's pretty good. I mean, so much so that I think I'm going to invest a bunch of money in his business. I really do because I think he's on to something. I think he's on to an idea. Anytime you're on to an idea early, you have a chance to make money, and he's really good at this stuff. He's probably going to be mad. I just said his idea out over. All over the radio. Yeah, I'm sure the the, the Stansbury show listening audience is like, you know what? I'm going to steal this. I'm going to become a marijuana infused glass chef centerpiece maker. <laughs> we can't even say it. What? How am I going to do it? What? And I mean, it's not like Ohio is becoming a legal state anytime soon. Well, so, no. Like you know. I said, he's on the other side of the country. Right. But. Right. Stupid Ohio. Stupid Ohio voters. I don't even care about Trump anymore. I'm still pissed at you from three years ago when you decided not to vote for weed, you idiots. You really are mad about that. Stupid. Felt short-sighted to me. It did. It felt short-sighted to me. Only 10 people gonna get rich. Only 10 people got rich off the internet. Only 10 people got rich off of beer. Only 10 people got rich off of food. Only 10 people got rich off of the radio. Welcome to America. Yeah, we've got 10 rich people and the rest of us can get high. Who cares? The haves are always going to be the haves. The have-nots are always going to be the have-nots. You're never going to flip it on its head. Ever. At least we'll be stoned have-nots. I mean, idiots having problems with that, are you over there, buddy? Dummies. Are you having a problem being a stoned have-not? Has that been a problem? It'd be a lot easier if I could just go buy it. I agree. Like I've said many, many times about the marijuana thing. I'm a 40-year-old man. This is the last thing in my life that makes me feel like a criminal. I would like to not feel like a criminal. That's my whole point on it. Is that this is like the last thing I have left that's like, mm, technically, buddy, you shouldn't do that. And I would like to not have that anymore. 
as I've given up all these other things that you know that you experiment with in life, and you know, eh, technically you shouldn't do that. That's wrong, or you know, that's against the law. I probably shouldn't do that. All that stuff's gone. All that stuff of my life to the wayside, as it should be by my age. This is like the last hangaround of things that it's like, eh, buddy, legally you shouldn't do that. And I would like to not feel like that. Now that's selfish for why I want weed marijuana to be legalized, but. We found out an interesting fact about the people protesting in Portland, Oregon against Donald Trump. I had predicted this, and it turns out, much like most times, I was right. We'll give you the facts next on The Stansbury Show. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9 online at WRQK.com. Stick around after 10 a.m. Fishhead's going to give you $1,000 just for listening to uh, his show. Online at WRQK.com in the Stansbury Show section is a uh, list that Phantom put together of like hot chicks that are in porn that are from Ohio, that hail from Ohio. And uh, there's a there's a listener of ours that got kind of upset that uh, that we snuck. I reposted this again, and we didn't redo the post again. I just reposted it again in case people didn't see it. And this guy's like all all upset that we missed like a girl from Ohio that does uh, uh you know uh, well the porn movies there. Her name's Katie Jordan, and now again she's not necessarily a well known like porn superstar, but she is wildly attractive looking at the photo he sent me. She is sexy, that girl. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously chicks out there who I did not put on the list. Oh, yeah, there's tons. Lindsay Meadows is from Ohio. I mean, there's yeah, there's a ton. But I picked the, the cream of the crop, you might say. I picked yeah, the best go. of the, the best. The names you would probably know. Right. So that's online for you. WRQK.com. Elsa Jean making that list. She's from right here in Canton, Ohio. From what I understand. That I look really young, super petite things, not my thing. You know what I mean? That she looks 11. So, but dudes are into that. Like guys are into that. Like the younger a chick looks, like the hotter they think it is. And she is one of those where she looks really, really young. We have a four pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game. That's this Friday. Should be pointed out. 7 p.m. tip off. Charge versus Grand Rapids Drive. Dollar dog night out there at the Civic Center. That's awesome. Get a hot dog for a buck. And you also get a mini championship banner when you walk through the door there. That's going to be obviously first come, first serve on those and until they run out type deal. So I'd get there early for that. I think everybody's going to want one of those. Tickets start just at eight bucks. You can pick them up at the Civic Center or online at cantoncharge.com. But we have a four pack of tickets for you right now. Caller 15 1 800 243 7625. We'll send you the charge game. Aside from that, we are done for the day. We will be back live at it tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 1069. You guys have a great afternoon. See ya. Hey guys, you got Sandsbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. They're in Medina, just off the square, located in the old foundry building. And if you don't have experience here yet, it's high-performance indoor electric go-karting. High Voltage Karting is Ohio's first and longest indoor electric go-karting track, and it's a ton of fun. I've been telling guys this for a while now. If you're looking for a date alternative, this is a cool place to go. Mildly competitive, speed always in aphrodisiac. It's a cool, cool experience. Check out more info at highvoltagecarding.com. That's highvoltagecarding with a K.com.